episode 418 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you again. I'm Glenn. That's Daddy Josh. Hello. Daddy for a second time. Yay. Yay. Let the takeover of the world by the Langford children begin. Dun, 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 I, for one, oh, I can't think of the word now. <laughs> welcome. Uh, I, I new... for one, welcome the Langford children as our new overlords. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So, kind of late this week, uh, but we'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. A couple new releases, uh, just a couple of news items, uh, kind of a dry week. What we're playing and watching, uh, we'll talk about Midwest Gaming Classic, since I'll be leaving to go down there tomorrow morning. And I'll have to release this podcast before we do that. So it's going to be a late night. Uh, we'll also talk some emails. We'll do emails this week. We're doing emails. Says you. Well, we're doing them. <laughs> Concern it. And then uh, a little bit about E3, even though it's a couple months away. We'll just lightly touch on E3. And that crazy roller coaster ride. If we must. If we must. It'll be a couple minutes. All right, new release boy. Big. No, no. no I think There's it's one big. thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat X. X. And it is an X, even though it's 10 and X is 10 in Roman numerals, but it's X. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Ed Boon. He said, said it. X. X. When we were watching the demo at E3 last year, Emra and I yes. were both there. Because I turned to him right away. I'm like, oh, you it is and I, X. No, you and I were both there. No, it was me and Emra in the Mortal Kombat X. No, this, he said it on stage somewhere else because I turned to you. We both looked at each other. I was like, holy shit, it's X. Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, because we had that old discussion about the last one was Mortal Kombat 9, so it must be 10. And yeah. Well, X maybe 10, 10 also, but he keeps calling it X. Yeah. And he's I the think guy he's it. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, that's, if you got that for fifty nine ninety nine, and then you have the Mortal Kombat X K, K, K Collector's Edition <laughs> by Course with a C. Of now course. That's in, yes. Mortal Kombat X Collector's Edition by Course. And that's one, course. yeah, I don't understand that either. It's a uh, one forty nine ninety nine. Uh, they're very adamant about the by course, uh, because the Scorpion figurine included is by mm. course. So you're paying and $90 for a figurine? Apparently. Really? Um, because you get a certificate of authenticity. Ooh, that COA a, goes a long way when you take it to the Pawn Stars for five bucks. Yep. A gold Scorpion skin and combat pack downloadable content, which won't be available on day one mm-hmm. for like 99 cents or four ninety nine or whatever they decide to price it at. <laughs> it just, it won't happen. So don't even think about waiting and just getting the skin and combat pack. Right. Um, and that's pretty much it. So yeah, you're paying so you're not $90. Even a, you're not even getting a season pass with that. No, you're getting nothing. That's but bullshit. The, uh, that figurine is $90. So Amazon... A couple, uh, like probably three weeks ago, had the one for the the order, the $150 one. Mm-hmm. They had it on sale for 75 bucks. It was like a flash <laughs> deal. And Jeez. I just happened to see it. I'm like, oh my God. So I went on and bought it. I haven't even opened it yet. It's, sitting, it's actually sitting at my house in the garage in the box that Amazon sent it in still. 
because I've been so busy. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then for the PS3, we have Mortal Kombat X for fifty nine ninety nine. So some people already have the game and have had it for days. Um, for days, son. For days, son. Uh, I think right. it was Saturday. People were streaming it already, and Twitch was shutting them down like after five minutes. <laughs> it looks good, though. It looks really good. You know why? Because that was the the momentous day of the birth of Langford Two. <laughs> Langford Two Electric Boogaloo. Yes, that's what you should have named her, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, middle name at least. Yeah, that's her. That's her secret name. That's her code name. <laughs> So like Black Mamba. Yeah. Yeah. Black yeah. Mamba. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, it looked cool. Uh, we're supposed to be getting it for review. It's going to go right to Emmer's house, but I don't think he's gotten it yet. So I have a feeling it's going to be one of those, hey, the game came out today. And he already bought the game, so... Uh, <sighs> yeah. Nice. I mean, that's the whole thing. Everybody's like, oh, it's so great. You get free games. It's not about getting them free. It's it's about getting them early so we can work on them and have a review ready to go when the game comes out. Yeah. And also, as much money as we spend, yeah, not free. Yeah. If you knew how much money we we just spent on travel last year alone. <laughs> and this year, well, E3, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So, uh, news. Well, do you just want to talk about the, the Langford baby now or do we want to do it later? Uh, I'll talk about her now. Okay. Yeah, so... You had one scare. <laughs> that was absurd. Uh, yeah, I got a call on Wednesday. Yeah. At work, she said... She was at work, and she had seen her doctor in the morning, and the doctor was like, yeah, you're about ready. So if you're feeling something, or if you want to just come by, just, yeah, you're you're ready. <laughs> And, so, and for those that don't know, she works at a hospital. Yeah. So. So not as like she works in. A different area, but. Like an office part of the hospital. So, right. yeah. So she goes, she has her three nurses that are around her there, walked her across the street <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the other part of the hospital and walked her in and they took her in and they had her there for a little while. And she told me, she, she called me and said, I need you to come here because my bag is in your car. So yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. she's like, don't panic. Don't rush. It's, you got time. So just go home, make sure Mason's fed and bathed and whatever, and get some stuff together. And so I came home and I'm taking my time and I'm getting stuff together. And then she calls me and she goes, yeah, they're kicking me out. I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's, it's not happening. They're kicking me out. I'm like, ah, oh. I said, so are you taking the train or am I coming getting you? And she's like, uh, I said, I'm coming to get you. Because if it happens and you're on the train, it's even worse. So, yeah. so of course, Mason wanted to go. Of course. So he gets in the car and he hadn't been into the city that way. So we're he's talking to me the whole time. We're talking back and forth. He's he's pointing out like the, the blue lights on this building and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I'd see it like down some side. It was down every side street. Every time we got to a cross, you know, like a crosswalk. Well, if he's sitting in a, in a kid's seat, he probably can't see very much up front because the seat's right in front of him. Yeah. So all so he has is off to the sides. Yeah, he's looking out the side and he spotted this building and, you know, I could only see it when we go down the side streets or past the side streets. And I'm like, Oh yeah, there it is. Wow. I don't know. He's like, why is it blue all the time? I'm like, 
because uh, somebody likes blue. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking of something blue. Yeah, so we got all the way up to uh, 97th, and I was going to cut across the park. And I get to within a block of Central Park, and the police roll some blue tape across the street and block off the whole street. And I'm like, what the, f- wait, what? No. Jeez. So now I have to turn South because it's a, it's a one way street and all these cars are turning left at the next street. And I'm like, Oh, we can just sneak around the block and, you know, cut across the park. So I'm following everybody and the cops are directing everybody and we go around the block and they're just taking us in a circle. And I'm like, what the f- <laughs> Hey, look, so I do Parliament, Big Ben. Yeah, I did a U-turn in the middle of the street, and like two other cars followed me, and I went down to eighty something and cut across the park there, and then had to go all the way up. Um, it was just it was chaotic. It was just a real pain. It took me no time to get to the city, and then forever to get that last, you know, six blocks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got her, came home. And then I just stayed home the next two days because they said, you know, it could be any time. Um, and, and you live so close to the hospital. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the whole delivery is free since she works there. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> um, Was that so, like a herring thing? Like uh, something to appease her? Uh, if you have any kids, free birth. Now, well, that's that's everybody who works there. I mean, that's what they get, you know. Mm. So, um, so Saturday, my mom was here all week, um, you know, just in case, you yeah. know, so she could watch Mason and everything. Um, Saturday, her parents come, and the whole house just turns into chaos because oh <laughs> they brought everything. <laughs> And it's just, yeah, it's chaos. And she's looking at me and I'm like, you know, what would be really great is if you went into labor right now. (laughs) And a couple hours later, she's like, yeah, I'm in labor. I'm like, perfect. Let's go. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, we jumped in the car and and Mason wanted to come. I'm like, no, 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 no. You stay here. (laughs) I explained to him. He knew what was going to happen. I explained to him, you know, we're going and I'll be back. And, you know, just it's okay. And he said, but. I don't understand. How's Zoe going to get out of mommy's belly? He's like, she needs a door with five door handles. I'm like, yeah, that's five door. Ha- that's a big door. <laughs> oh, kid. How'd you know that? Actually, it's only four door handles. <laughs> so that was his, he, he was just baffled by how it was all going to happen. Um, so we got there and they looked at her. They're like, yeah, you're staying. And within an hour. Yeah. It was, was quick. Born. Cause you yeah. texted me that you were heading out, and then all of a sudden, oh, baby's always born. I'm like, what, what? What? Yeah. Well, second baby, you know. And it's it's funny because it was me and three women. Oh. Well, and then her. So four women. Well, actually four. No, it was Lou, two nurses, and a doctor. And they were all women. Yeah. And then the baby was a girl. And I'm the only guy in there. Oh. But it was this nice big room for for the birth. It was real mellow. It was real... Did they have like Easy new age going. music playing in the background, like real lightly? No, no. It was just the doctor was really cool, and she's like, "Ah, second baby, you know, no big deal. Whenever you're ready, you know." Uh, it was just, and it was, it was intensely painful at one point, but for the most part, it was quick. It was relatively easy. It was done. She was like, "Wait, that was it." <laughs> <laughs> the, the the next day, she was like, 
the the nurse kept coming in. She's like, "Are you okay? Do you need anything for pain?" She's like, "I'm fine." Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was totally cool. And she came out. She's screaming her head off, and yeah. like a baby would. But all of them, like the nurses and the doctor, all looked over and they're like, "That kid, wow, she's really loud." <laughs> <laughs> and if they're saying it, we're like, "Oh man, oh, boy!" But she's been. Pretty much quiet ever since. Nice. You know, she'll cry every now and then, but not much. It's only when she really wants milk or she wants to be changed. But other than that, she's she's very mellow, very quiet. It's cool so nice. far. Cool. Um, and then maybe twenty minutes after she's born, everybody leaves the room. She's in Lou's arms. I'm sitting next to her, and we're talking about I don't know what. Because we were watching The Walking... We were trying to get the last... The season finale of The Walking Dead in before the birth. (laughs) Amazing. And we got... We had like eight minutes left. And the doctor came in. She's like, okay. And we're like, oh, come on. And then the doctor sat down. Oh, we can watch this. (laughs) Yeah. So... um, So we're sitting there. and We're talking about something. And she's just... Zoe's just in her arms. And I know it was like a sigh or just whatever it was, but she, she literally went like, hi. Oh, geez. And we both looked down. We're like, what? Oh, hi. How you doing? <laughs> like, that was really weird. <laughs> Here goes the proud parent. She's so smart. <laughs> it was, it was so bizarre. Just the air coming out of her lungs, whatever she did. She, it, she literally said hi. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, so, you know, they wheel her to her room and everything and I bring all her stuff in and they're like, okay, yeah, you got to get out. And I'm like, well, thanks. There's nobody here. No. <laughs> and they're like, no, you got to go. Um, so I left and I said, yeah, I haven't eaten. I don't want to, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll get something on the way home. Ooh, maybe I'll stop at Shorty's. And she's like, just go. <laughs> so I left and I'm driving down and I, I, I went right down ninth and I'm like, yeah, I'm stopping here. <laughs> So I did. I kicked back. I had some shorties and Bastard. I got home at like two. Oh. Um, so was Mason in bed? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He actually slept. Yeah. Yeah. I went in and saw him. He was, he was excited to see me the next day. He wanted to go the next day to the hospital yeah. and see her. Um, and my mom wanted to go and then Lou's mom wanted to go. So it was a whole production. Uh, of course. To get everybody there. And then he crashed. Just it it just boggles my mind why her parents and everybody are at your house when they live so much closer to the hospital. Yeah, it, yeah. Just stay well, home because her dad doesn't. Well, no, they were here because my mom was leaving on Monday, mm. and they just oh, decided to come okay. over the weekend. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, just in case, you know, just to be there, just to get themselves settled, and sure. for for when she leaves, just whatever. Um. So, yeah, my mom was there. She got to see the baby and everything. And, cool. uh, Mason was pretty good. We kept telling him, you know, this is where you were born. I wish uh, he was looking out the window and I'm like, remember the pictures? Cause I have pictures from right out the window, same, same place and everything, same part of central park and all. Mm. And you can see it. And he's like, yeah. I said, you want to see those when we get home? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, I forgot. <laughs> Daddy's a bastard. Yeah. A lying but, uh, bastard. They look, he, she looks up. Uh, very similar to him when he was born, except she doesn't have his big cheeks. So we have an idea of, you know, roughly what's going to happen there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, she's good. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's cool. fine. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then today, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at work and everything's good. Had a big meeting this morning. I'm jumping into stuff. I'm, I'm about to get going on some things. And she calls me and she's like, okay, we saw the doctor for her first visit. She has jaundice, which almost every baby ends up getting. Um, but for some reason, it's particularly dangerous for Asians because they can't fight it as well huh. um, or something along those lines. I forget. We we learned all this with Mason. Sure. And it's because the baby is half Asian. You know, this could be a problem and you have to watch it. And so she had to go to the hospital. She's like, I don't remember how to get to the hospital. I'm like, there's Google Maps. <laughs> she's like, Your but my dad. Probably... Yeah. She's like, but my dad has to go back. He has a doctor's appointment back you know, back in New York, he has to go back. And I'm like, I'm coming. Yeah. In other <laughs> words, just get your ass here and take me. Yeah. So I had to go back. I had to drive them to the hospital. She had to get blood work done and we had to come home and then we had to wait for the results. And they said, it's okay. Everything's good. And she's like, because her dad was going to take them all back to Brooklyn. Oh, okay. And he left. <laughs> and now, and now they called back and they're like, everything's good. You're okay. You've got what you need. You know, you've got this medicine because her nose is congested and whatever. So you're good. She's like, okay. I was like, so I got to take you back to Brooklyn now, huh? <laughs> uh, I said, let's do it now. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, we're now waiting till the weekend or something else. Let's just go. So we had to pack everything up real quick and, and go. Um, yeah. But and here we are. Yeah, here we are. But her parents, see, this could be inter- well. I'm I'm good for E three because nice. Her her parents said to her because she's worried about money. It's going to be really expensive with the two of them sure. in daycare and with my new job and the money isn't coming in yet. It's a whole thing. Like where are we going to get all this? Yeah. Um. So her parents told her, well, you they can just you can all just stay in Brooklyn until the end of August and they can go back to school in September. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) Um, Like I'm not, not going to see them. I'm going to see them. They have to be back here for her doctor visits and things like that. And I was like, look, I'll pick you up on like a Friday. Like I can take a Friday off. I'll come pick you guys up and you guys can spend the weekend because Mason can be home because whatever. Sure. Uh, so I don't know. We have to figure all that out, but, uh, wow. yeah, they could be gone for a couple months. So I don't have to worry about, can you go stay at your parents for this week in June while I go to E3 and all this stuff? You're coming to MGC this weekend too, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Actually I could. <laughs> um, I didn't think about that. Huh? Yeah. No, that's yeah, not going to no, happen. No. Uh, yeah, I got to get settled with work because my first couple of weeks at work have just been chaotic. To yeah. say the least, messy. I've been, I've been kind of doing part-time work for this company that wants to, that's going to hire me, but their hiring <laughs> process itself like can take up to three months apparently. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been doing like kind of side stuff for them, and it's just it's weird because like, I'm like, well, you know, I've been, I was sick for a few days, so I wasn't really available, and then um, Monday, uh, my I, one of my really good friends lost his mother last uh, late last week, so. We had the funeral on Monday, and then I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to hang out with him. And then, of course, Brewer's opening day was that day, and the Badgers were in the championship game. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to be available Wednesday or Monday anyway. 
but yesterday I've been doing stuff, and today I did a few things, and now I'm like, well, but now I got this thing in Brookfield for the next four days. But luckily after that, I don't have anything else going on, as far as I know, until E3. So yeah. maybe things can even out a little bit, and hopefully uh, with this job, I'll be able to move back to my house. So That'd be nice. I'd be in a comfort zone. I mean, my parents have been gone for four or like three, four weeks now because they're on a long trip. So I've been house house watching anyway for them. But you know, it's still not my house. So I want to go yeah. back home. It'd be oh. nice to be able to actually unpack because I've left everything in limbo because I don't know where I'm going to be and all that. So yeah, that reminds me, I have two. <laughs> They'll be coming up now. I'll have time to watch them. It's weird. I got two um, DVD sets Jesus. Uh, in the mail. Yeah, I know from from uh, uh, whatever publishers. Uh, just randomly, just nothing I asked for. Nothing. And the first one threw me. It's. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, it's called the Book of Negroes. The what now? Yes, uh, the Book of Negroes, based on the critically acclaimed novel by Lawrence Hill, mm-hmm. uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Louis Gossett Jr., Ingenue Ellis, uh-huh. and Lyric Bent. Mm. And it was, uh, I guess it was like a miniseries. It's about uh, a woman who was taken from Africa, um, it rings sold, in, sold into slavery in South Carolina, she makes her way through the American revolution into New York, into Nova Scotia to Sierra Leone and to London to try to help abolish the slave trade. So mm. yeah, it's based on a book and it's, I, when I read all the back, I was like, well, that, that sounds really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I need to go through that. And this one, I'm also actually really excited for the, the two of them. You know, the first one I looked at it and I'm like, um, me? Why? Wait, what? But then I read it and I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that actually looks really cool. Yeah. This one, when I saw it, I was like, holy crap. Um, the best of the Ed Sullivan show. What? Yeah, it is. Fuck you. This is coming out. Both of these are coming out uh, either next month or this month, whenever. Uh, I'll have to look it up again. Um, six discs. Hmm. And like, I've only seen the random clip here and there of, I'm pulling the top off the random clip here and there of the Ed Sullivan show. So I've never really seen it. Yeah. I'm going to need to see those when you're done. I'm not quite that old, you know? Well, I've Uh, seen full episodes of, of the Ed Sullivan show, but they're rare. Yeah. They're really tough to find because they've, uh, they usually get on people about copyrights (laughs) and everything on those if they put them online. And yeah. by the way, if you ever get anything for Ernie Kovacs, they're mine. Mine, mine, oh, mine. No, no, mine, no, no, mine, no, no, mine, no, no, no. Ernie Kovacs is mine because he's from Philly. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm a huge Kovacs fan. Well, I never saw that review for the... Dean Martin. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Roasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I reviewed it on the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, Best of Ed Sullivan. Six DVD set contains over seven hours of extraordinary talent. Wow. Including rare appearances by Barbara Streisand, Bobby Darren, Sammy Davis Jr., Marlon Brando, Humphrey Bogart, Fred Astaire, Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Buddy Holly, Rolling Stones, Doors, Janis Joplin. Jeez. Broadway performances from My Fair Lady, Man of La Mancha, West Side Story, uh, Milton Berle, Carol Burnett, 
George Carlin, Rodney Dangerfield, Phyllis Diller, Jackie Gleason, Bob nice. Hope, Richard Pryor, Joan Rivers, Smothers Brothers, Flip Wilson, and more. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, and a whole bunch of other things. And then Ed Sullivan in a rare comic sketch with legend, legends Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Nice. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, so Yeah, I'm going to yeah. need to see that when you're done with it. Yeah, I... I'm so excited for this because uh, it's something I've never actually seen Yeah. Uh, besides the odd clip, you know? So it's really cool. And I hadn't realized how long it had run. It was from 1948 to 1971. Mm-hmm. It That's ran, right? Yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. It's <laughs> exciting. So uh, now I actually have a little free time to watch some of that nice. <laughs> and hopefully watch some of it by next week. Um, nice. Well, you we'll don't see. have to worry about next week because the podcast next week will be from MJC. So you got to stay yeah, of execution weeks. next week. Nice. Yeah. So I got time. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. And uh, it follows went into wide release. I think we've mentioned that last week. You mentioned that in Did detail we? last week. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Hey, like I said, living. it's starting to sound like you have stock in the movie. That's all I'm saying. I, I wish I did. Like you're uh, an investor. Not sure you do. I wish I was. Um, because and the people that have seen it, the people that have tweeted me about it all really liked it. So uh, I think there was some talk about it on the forums too. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I Yeah. I like it. So cool. Yes. Um, we know. Yes. I like it a lot. We're um, aware. Yeah, so that's uh, the Family News Plus. And what did you name uh, her? Zoe. Okay, Zoe Langford. Yes, Zoe, that's it's funny. That's been since I was in high school. I said, if I ever have a girl, that's her name. Well, we were talking about names even a while back, like when you first found out she was pregnant, and that was kind of the name at the forefront then. Yeah. So. Yeah, it always was. Um, that's it was because I was in a f- my French class, and we had a we had a list of names to pick your French name for the French class. And you picked Zoe. No, there was a girl in the class that picked Zoe, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's a really cool name." I think that might have been the first time I had ever heard it. <laughs> Jeez. And I was like, "That is awesome!" And the girl who picked it was really cool. Um, and I said that. I said, if I ever have a girl, that's going to be her name. That's such a cool name. And it just kind of worked out that way. Eight years I told, later, look what happened. Yeah. I told Lou about it. And she was like, yeah, I like that name. Nice. So, yeah. By the way, if you all hear clacking on my teeth, I apologize. I'm sucking down uh, lozenges like they're going out of style because I'm not sick anymore, but I'm just coughing like a smoker. I'm trying to minimize that. Hmm. So if you hear a lot of clack, 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 I apologize. Apologize. Yeah. So she wasn't, <laughs> I, I wanted her, I desperately wanted her to be born on the 22nd, but that wasn't going to happen unless she was really early early. Um, cause oh, across different months, obviously, but Lou is the 24th. I'm the 26th. Mason is the 28th. And I was like, you have to be 22nd. That would be so cool. But she ruined it. She was born at 922, though. So I got that. (laughs) The nurse was like, 
pulling for me. She's like, well, we have to get 22 in there. So maybe 922. And boom, there it was. She's like, perfect. Way to pull other people into your OCD. <laughs> yep. That's wonderful. Well, that would have been cool. You've ruined the whole family. life now. The whole family just right there and boom, 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 boom. Would have been cool. <laughs> That's all right, though. 4-4, four, yeah. four, we can go with. I was, see, actually, when, when it was Wednesday, I was like, no, please not. Please hold off till midnight. Because I didn't want her born on April 1st. I, you know, it's funny. Some friends of mine from high school that got married, they got married on April 1st. Uh, and I said, eh, it's pretty much perfect for this marriage. It just, I, I just imagine, I don't know from experience from anybody I know or anything, but I just imagine that being born on April 1st has to be a freaking nightmare. Yeah. Because every time somebody, oh, when's your birthday? April 1st. Oh, you're in April Fool. <laughs> yeah, I'd murder somebody by just, the time I was eight years old. Just like when anybody t- finds out that I'm from Kansas, what's the one joke you think I hear? <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Oh, God. <sighs> At least get original material. Yeah, I, I literally would have murdered somebody by by middle school if I was born on April 1st. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't want her to have to go through that. And I was like, oh. And then she, went, she could be Black Mamba. She could murder a lot of people. Yeah. And then she got sent home and I was like, oh, well, all right. At least it won't be the first. So that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All good. Cool. So let's get into news proper. Yeah, let's. Uh, so... You want to do the first one? Or you want me to do it? Uh, you can do it because I just saw the headline. I don't know anything. Okay. So today, Eidos and obviously Square Enix announced a new Deus Ex. Deus Ex Mankind Divided uh, will be coming out sometime. Uh, I don't know if that actually tells us when it's coming. <laughs> sometime. <laughs> it's coming, you know. It will exist. It'll exist in some, at some point. A uh, pretty lengthy trailer uh, available. It's about three and a half minutes. Uh, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PC, so no last-gen uh, systems at all. Uh, it takes place in 2029, two years after the events of Human Revolution and the infamous Og incident in uh, Panchea. Panchea? I think that's how it's said. Uh, that resulted in the death of millions at the hands of those who had installed augmentations. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I played a little bit of Human Revolution. I never finished it. Because to I, me, it still didn't really, like, you always see all these great trailers of all these augmentations you can use all the time, and, and you get into the game, and you're like, oh, I can turn invisible. And mm-hmm. It just, it never had that feel to me. I got to play it at the very first New York Comic Con I went to. Nice. Like a little thing. They had just... They had this open thing with all, you know, this huge open floor area where they were doing contests and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, press, come here. And they pulled me up and they, yeah, and they had me uh, play it. Uh, And that was it. That's the, and I was excited. I was like, this is really cool. And they told me about it and we talked about it and did the whole thing. And I was all excited for it. I have it. I have like two or three versions of it here because well, we got it free with plus after a long time, but yeah, I've got it too. Yeah. And I don't know where I got all these, but I've never played it i've just never had the opportunity and i was always excited to never did it and when i saw this headline pop up on my on my phone today i was like fuck now i really have to kind of find a time to play that before this other one comes out yeah i mean and and the thing was like it it looked really good on the ps3 it looked really clean and everything it played well and the funny thing was like i wasn't that excited about it and we had it for review but um 
Rubenstein, when he was still at Sony, is like, this is my game of the year. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I'm serious. It's so good. It's so good. I can't stop playing it. And I'm like, fine. So I, I finally got it back, and I, I, I played it for, gosh, had to be at least like four hours. And I, I don't know. It just didn't grab me like I thought it would grab me. But now I kind of want to go back and play it and see if I missed something. Like, maybe I've, I've matured now. No, we know I haven't matured. No. But no, the thing is, you know, the, the, the trailer they released today, yeah, it looks awesome. Everybody on Twitter is talking, oh, it looks so great, it looks so great. It's all just cutscene. It doesn't show any gameplay whatsoever. So, yeah, cutscene looked cool. It looks like it could be interesting, even though the dialogue is pretty crappy. But you can't base anything off of a pre-rendered... I mean, this is the same thing we bitch about at E3 and everything. This, well, like, yeah. Show us gameplay. Don't show us pre-rendered bullshit. The majority of trailers are all cutscene. And then, and then everybody goes, this is the most amazing game. Like the Halo commercials. Yeah, yeah. Where they'll do like live action stuff mixed with... They'll do these crazy cutscenes that are never in the game. And they get all people all you know from all crazy angles oh, yeah. swooping right in on Master Chief and all of... This is the most amazing game ever! And when you play it, it's, it's Halo. Yeah. It's like every other Halo. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to look anything like that. It's not going to play anything like that. But it's they do that with every freaking game. I just I picked on Halo because it made me nuts that that the Halo Three hype and the commercials they were showing for that. Yeah. I'm like, that's not going to be the game. No. That's not what the game looks like. That's not. It's like Madden every year. You know, they show you right on the field and down at their feet as they're running and flipping through guys and and but. Yeah. You never play it like that. It's it's the same dumb Madden from the same dumb angle. You always play it every year. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't really change. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, I mean, Deus Ex is a, is a series that I've always kind of liked. It started on the PC way, way, way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was good at the time. I mean, it was very revolutionary at the time. But uh, I don't know. If, I don't know what my, my trepidation is with this. But, um, you know, I'm interested. It, it's going to be made for... The new consoles only and PC only, so you know. Hopefully, we'll see some nice uh, evolution of, of the engine and everything else. Like, like I said, uh, Human Revolution on PS3 looked really good. I mean, it, it looked and played really well. Um, it just—I don't know—something just didn't grab me about it. So I'm mm. hoping maybe something will happen with this one. Well, I'm excited to play that and then look at the other ones. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, sorry, I. I Clicked on Amazon. I forget why. Um, yep. But it reminded me on my way home, mm-hmm. I passed a taxi, just some weird green taxi. Okay. And it was sitting there parked. And it had, you know, the the little ad thing they have on the top of the taxi. It said, uh, Fast and Furious 6, coming May 24th or whatever. And I went, yeah, wait, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I'm looking at it like, damn, dude, you you really have to yeah, like, kind of get a new one. <laughs> That's a couple wanna... of years, multi- several years. That, Later two coming soon. Um, since that came out, yeah. Sitting on top of this, top of this taxi. Um, but I, I remembered that because there's a big banner for Furious 7, pre-order the Blu-ray and all. Ooh. But new this week, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, it's like Burt Reynolds party time, apparently. Um, Sharky's Machine. Ooh. Even better. Hooper. No shit. 
Yeah, $9.19 on Blu-ray. I may have to order those. Loved Hooper. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah. Uh, Jam Michael Vincent when he was still cool. When he wasn't all effed up after like three motorcycle <laughs> accidents and a bunch of drugs. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, and that was just a fun movie. Huh. So yeah, it's exciting. That's, That's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. I'm a big fan of Mr. Mr. Uh, Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. There, Archer. Easy. <laughs> Come on. I mean, Gator. It's just weird that those two, uh, those two suddenly popped up randomly on Blu-ray this week. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Huh. I'll have to look at that. So, yep. Get them now before they go up in price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think those are going to go anywhere in price. Because uh, Sharky's Machine, they both they both retail for fourteen ninety seven or fourteen ninety nine, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, Sharky's Machine is currently eight dollars and sixty six cents. Oh snap! Uh, on Amazon, and Hooper is nine nineteen. Like I said, Silent Running. Holy shit! Oh my god! Fourteen ninety eight. Wow, we're getting now we're getting into that point where we're getting the catalog titles on Blu-ray. Yeah. This is good. Very good. Nice. Great. Now you got me going down that. that <laughs> huh. All right. And I haven't even been able to watch the uh the stack of criterions I bought in their last fifty percent off sale. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really jonesing to watch Time Bandits. Like I haven't seen it for so long. And yeah, I just, I just really want to watch that again. Return the map. <laughs> All right, yeah. on to the next item. The next item. The next item is that Star Wars Rebels and Age of Ultron, surprise, surprise, are coming to Zen Pinball 2 on April 21st. Indeed. Uh, yeah, and um, hoping that I'm going to have a build of those before I get to MGC, because then we can play them at the party on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, if nothing else, we're probably going to plan to stream those two tables next week sometime. So just be ready for that. I have not played them yet. Uh, they look really good, but I haven't played them yet. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, that was kind of cool. They have another one in the works. Oh, people are going to lose their shit. I don't even think Josh knows about this one. No, I don't know. You'll yeah. have to tell me. I, I will. I will when we're, when we're offline. No, just tell me now. And yeah. Edit. Uh, edit. My edit. internet wife will divorce me that right that, at that moment. Edit. Nope. Because I'll miss it when I'm editing it. Of I just course. know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> uh... uh. But very cool, nonetheless. Uh, hopefully, we'll have that. I'm, I'm, they're they're trying to get me the build. Uh, hopefully, to uh, tomorrow or Friday. Hopefully, tomorrow because I can at least go to somebody else's house and download them instead of trying to do it off that crappy uh, that crappy internet at the hotel. Hmm. Uh, and then, last but not least, I, I just left this in here because I thought it was funny because I'm seeing this everywhere. But all right, yeah, let's talk about this because yeah. yeah uh, so April tenth. <laughs> The entire uh, entirety of the Star Wars movies, all six of them, are finally hitting digital uh, distribution. So you're going to be able to get them on like iTunes, Amazon Prime, or you know you have to, you have to get them on Amazon. 
PSN, I'm sure Xbox Live or whatever they have. Xbox is Xbox is having a special thing where you get uh, extra uh, bonus content with it, mm. and you get a little mini R2D2 dealy to run around with your avatar mm. that you never see on the Xbox One anyway. So exactly. So um, uh. yeah. So if you still have your 360, that's great. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, nineteen ninety nine a piece. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> or ninety bucks for all six. Or you just wait till they re-release the Blu-rays, three D, or the original trilogy. You know, in its original, everybody unaltered thinks that now format. that Disney has it, they're finally going to do that. They're going to do the untouched original trilogy. At some point in the next couple of years, and probably next year, or well, no, it's hitting digitally now. You know what? At the end of the year, when the next episode comes out, they'll do a big re-release of the Blu-rays or a big special release or something with the well, Blu-rays, sure. and it will include the digital version of all of them. I guarantee it. Sure. <laughs> so it's uh, plus. When I saw that, I was like, "That's not out digitally, huh?" Yeah. Because I've had them digitally for 15 years now, 15, well, 20 years now. <laughs> I, I ripped my laser discs down to digital, so I had them too. But. Yeah, I mean, they've they've been available in a digital format for more than a decade. Yeah. So for most people, this is but, not... Well, this is going to be a big thing, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it is. You're going to see this go apeshit because... Now they can have it on their iPad. Now they can have it on their on their Android tablet. Now they can have well, it on their Kindle Fire. And I've been watching Empire Strikes Back on my iPad for but a while. You're a little now. more advanced, and <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, the the thing with me is, how many more formats do I need to own this trilogy in, or the the, the, the movies in? All because, of them. Well, on Laserdisc, I have <laughs> the original trilogy untouched before George Lucas decided to start re rethinking his situation. Yeah. So I have that. I have the special editions on Laserdisc. I have the Phantom Menace on Laserdisc, which was inc- incredibly tough to get back in the day because it wasn't on DVD at the time. It was only on Laserdisc or videotape. I have I have the Blu-ray, all six on Blu-ray. Yeah. I think I skipped DVD. That's a nice package, actually. It's not bad, yeah. So I haven't watched any of them yet. That's, because- oh, no, it's it's... It's really good because it has a ton of content that they threw in there. But the thing is, like, that box set that I have, it was 250 bucks when it came out. I mean, it's this humongous box. And it's just the original trilogy. But the amount of extra content on there, a lot of that stuff has never been put on another, uh, in another pack or hasn't been made available anywhere else. And there's commentary tracks and all of them that are unique to that Laserdisc uh, collection. It's it's an insanely awesome collection to have if you're a Star Wars fan, except for the Ben Burt commentary, who is the sound designer on the movies. Amazingly talented guy, probably one of the most boring people in the world to listen to. He almost put me to sleep. He was so boring. the The only commentary that was worse than that was there's like this film scholar that was on the Criterion for the Seven Samurai. And he was so bland and so dry. I just, I couldn't believe it. I actually listened to it after a while just, just to beat myself up. It, oh, it was so bad. Like, 
they would transition to another scene and he would, he would just be talking in his monotone voice and then he and fade to black. And here comes the scene back up. And I'm like, oh my God, you don't need to do this. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. So anyway. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it, it opens up the Star Wars movies, the Star Wars universe to a lot of younger people that maybe may not have even seen it yet. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that that only watch the stuff digitally now. They don't care about media, you know? And so... This is a great way to get things opened up for the new movie coming out at the end of the year, and you know they can and the- turn everybody off immediately when they say yeah, episodes one, two, and three. <sighs> well, one and two. I liked the prequels. I, the Phantom I, Menace had its problems. Yes, I liked them as well. I still like them, but two and three, I eff- here's what here's the biggest problem I have with all of them, and I think it's the same problem everybody has with it. Anakin, he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah, all the way throughout, he's not played very well because Hayden Christensen's not a good actor. Well, neither is that kid that played him in the first. Jake one. Lloyd is terrible. Is yeah, he, he's he's bad. But I like the stories. But you have to remember, like you know, when when we were kids, we were reading the books, and there was that whole thing when we finally had the revelation that it was actually him in the suit, and and that Obi Wan did it, and we were like, oh my god, that fight had to be amazing. And finally, episode three hits. And we finally yeah. got to see this visualization of that epic battle, and it was epic in the movie. It was aw- it was it everything was. I wanted. That was the high point. But then you know you get to the five minutes later. Uh, Dad may died. Heart. Yeah, I know. No. No. The whole broken. Yeah, I mean, I get, uh, I, I, I get it, and and I'm not yeah. saying they're perfect. I still watch the the, the prequels though. I do. Yeah. I will sit down and watch the prequels because I enjoy them. There's I, enough there that I love it. I tried watching episode one and Venomous is the, it the hardest. Yeah. yeah, it it's really that hard to watch. That last section, man. That last section. Oh where yeah. They go back and and they're fighting with with uh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul yeah. and oh of my god, it was awesome. That is, but uh, getting there is I rough. Know. Uh, oh, oh, it's it so the rough. There were things that kept you involved, and there were. I know, and but Charger, see, I I know. And when we saw it, when you know, we saw it on opening day and everything, and I came back and I was like, "All right, look." <laughs> I was already apologetic for it and and trying to explain it away. Yeah. Like, look, when we first saw episode four, I'm sure our parents were like these stupid droids, and they're dumbing down the movie, yeah. and they're just ridiculous. Yeah. But it was aimed at us because we were kids, and he's doing the and same thing with Jar Jar and whatever. But Jar Jar and, uh, worked with kids. Yeah, Jar Jar worked with kids. He did. Yeah. yeah, he was just more annoying than a big gay gold robot and another one that can't speak that we can understand. Yeah, it, it, but it's it's the same idea. Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one to get through. Two had some really cool moments. Three had yeah some of the best stuff. Come on, two with fine. You know, there's Django Fett and he's got Slave One and oh my god! I mean, just there was so much cool stuff in two and three. There, there was. was. I mean, when they wiped cool out stuff. the Jedi, that was an emotional scene. <sighs> Although the Jedi, you would think, would easy. be able to fight back a little bit easier. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I it just a but lot that wasn't that. all of them. I mean, they, there were some scattered out, but uh, yeah. Mm. No. But yeah, that whole thing just seemed way too easy. I'm like, all right, we just needed a convenient, quick way to get rid of them all. So here, uh, do this. Okay. Boom. They're dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. 
but, but yeah. I enjoyed them. I bitch all you want, folks, but I I enjoyed the the prequels and I still watch them. No, I I enjoyed them too. Uh, it's yeah, they just they've got some real problems. But but I think the other problem is expectations are never going to be met, no matter what. Now, no, this, well, this franchise has been built up so much. And that's the thing. I walked into that because I, I expected that. I walked into seeing episode one with tempered expectations. I was yeah. like, look, because I said that to somebody I was working with. I was like, people have been dying for this for years. They wanted this so bad and it's finally here. People are going to walk in and they're going to hate it no matter what because yeah. it's never going to meet those expectations. And... Well, well, the one thing I can't... I'm a pod racer! I know. Wee. No, no, actually, I can, I can even... I can get past a lot of that stuff. The one thing that I can't excuse, though, is Lucas's mechanic for trying to explain things to people that haven't seen the movies before. The Metachlorians. Stupid that, shit. Yeah, that was horrendous. That I mean, was one all of the worst things this, in the, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That part, I just like, what? I remember we walked out of the theater in Michigan and we were all like, what's this Metachlorian shit? But on the flip side of that, uh, in his early scripts and his early writings, he actually had that in there. I know. But there was a reason For, he didn't use it because the like, script doctors all told him, this is stupid. Don't do it. No, they didn't tell. He was, there were no script doctors. Yes, it there was were. Him. It was him and one other. Two other writers. Spielberg helped him on it. He always ran it by Spielberg, and Spielberg helped him out. There were a lot of people that helped him with these scripts because no, you have he's, to read not the a, book. he's not a script writer. He is a story writer. I know. And you have brought it in. You have to read that book, those three books that I was raving I about know. for months. I know, but I've read them it was, as well. It was him and two people. It was a husband and wife team that that basically punch some things up, but he would go back in after that and scratch a lot of their stuff out and hand write in other things. So they went back and forth with it, three of them, um, to get that done. But yeah, I mean, it was in there. And the cool thing is like his original, original draft of star Wars. Yeah. Um, cause they talk about that in that book too and how completely different it was. And like when he first pitched it and everything, uh, Dark Horse, before they lost the rights to it, went back and did an entire comic series based on that original script for the original The Star Wars, which right. is what it was called. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I have it. It's really cool because you can see, because they had a bunch of sections of it in that book that I was reading. And right. I was like, this is just crazy because... The way he he changed things and revised things, and you could see it go over several years that he was doing this to the point that it became what the movie that we all saw, um, it was drastically different. And, sure. you know, some of the names stayed, some of the names and some of the situations ended up passing over to even episode one, two, and three. Um, that's the fascinating thing about it when you read all that and you see all that because you can see where those ideas were kicking around and everything. And he just, he went back to them and he's like, Oh yeah, I had this idea and I had this idea. So yeah. episode one, let's throw this in. And it was interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I'm excited to see 
this in the hands of J.J. Abrams, a guy like us who grew up with it, was a huge fanboy, and is he's in a position to make the jizz fest that we all wanted episode one to be, <laughs> basically. Well, I love that he's going back to a lot more physical sets and not as much green screen. And I, yeah. The guy, he knows the series, and, and I have a lot of... I, there aren't many people in this world that I could say I have a lot of faith in him. But Abrams is one of them. Yeah. So I'm I'm very excited to see what he's doing with it. And man, that first trailer looked amazing. So, well, except for that damn ball droid. But yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> physical uh, effect. That wasn't even a CGI effect. Did you know that? What? Yeah, that ball droid was not CG. That's actually a physical effect. How's that possible? I there's a whole behind the scenes thing on it. Watch it sometime. All right. Don't look it up now. Whatever. It it is. So, yeah, I was I was just dumbfounded by that. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, but digitally, I mean, it, it's going to have its place. It doesn't have its place with me. You know, because I can just rip my DVDs or my Blu-rays or whatever and put them on my tablet whenever I want them, and they're going to look great. Well, yeah. And they're not going to have a lot thing. of weird DRM or anything. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, played and watched. Why don't you start? Hmm. Um. Uh, Lego Ninjago. Mm-hmm. Shadow of Ronin. Did I talk about that last week? You did no, not because you didn't have I it. I didn't yet. have it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is this is an interesting thing for me. Uh, well, we talked it, about the first one last week. Yeah, okay. So when this showed up, I opened up the package and I showed it to Mason. And he was like, ooh. <laughs> he was all interested. <laughs> um, so that night, you know, my mom is here and Lou's here and we're still before pre-baby. And I said, what do you want to see tonight? And he said, I'll see the, the Lego game. And I was like, wait, what, the new one with the ninjas? He said, yeah. And I said, well, that's the Vita. I'd have to show it on this little screen. I was like, wait a minute. Does it work on Vita TV or PlayStation? It TV? does. Nice. It does. Yeah. All the, I think every Lego game does. That's um, like the one game a month. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, so I was like, but that's upstairs. But I was like, but wait a second. It's just HDMI. I could bring it downstairs. Yeah, All I have easy. to do is bring the power down. So, and I hadn't really played, uh, I hadn't really played any card based games on there. Um, because it's, I'm in bed and I don't want to get up and put a card in, you know, get that thing, get to the back of it, put a card in it and do a whole thing. I just didn't, I never felt like doing it. Sure. Um, so I've been using it re- mostly for remote play. You couldn't find the card slot, could you? No, I knew exactly oh, okay. where it was. Um, but mostly for remote play and or a couple of digital titles. But the majority, and this makes me nuts, the majority of the digital titles that work on PlayStation TV yeah. are crossed by with PS4. And so, that's been my dilemma with it for a long so, time. So yeah, if I'm playing these things on the big screen TV, why not just play, play them on, on the, the PS4 because exactly. they'll look a little bit better? And what the fuck's the point? You yeah. know, and that's, so been, just, that's been my conundrum with this whole situation. 
Yeah. So for a long time, I was like, yeah, a remote play and not much else on, on the PlayStation TV. I brought it downstairs. I hooked it up. I put in the game and it was a freaking revelation. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can play because I have, you know, I know all the card based games that I have that will work that are compatible yeah. and it's, it's a good 30, 40 games, something ridiculous like that. Um, it just, it was a revelation. I was like, I can actually play a Vita game on my giant TV. This is freaking amazing. Like DualShock. No, DualShock 4 I was using. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How great is that instead of using the littler buttons and the smaller sticks and everything? That's amazing. I, I was know. Like, I finally have, I, yeah, it opened my eyes and I'm like, now I want a PlayStation TV on every single TV in the house yeah. just for this because this is freaking awesome. <laughs> I just, you missed it's, all the sales, Josh. It suddenly opened my eyes to everything that I could do with this. Uh, obviously, a good chunk of those games will not work. But, but even with that, with, and it's, it's perfect with the DualShock 4 because there are points where you're supposed to touch the screen and drag a Lego object from here to wherever. Sure. Um, you can do that with the thumbsticks or you can use the touchpad on the DualShock 4 and just slide your finger across. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. (laughs) So I was playing it there on the big screen and Mason was watching it and he was all into it and everything. And my mom, you know, I told her what it was and everything. And about an hour into it, she goes, so is it good? And I was like, well, it's, I mean, it's clearly aimed at teenage boys and or girls that are into this series um so you know story-wise it's it's aimed at them especially people who have seen the show sure because it's it's straight out of the show um i said but so far it's a it's a pretty decent lego game you know it has some cool stuff in it and it's it's just if you don't know that world it's you're kind of getting your feet wet and trying to understand the relationships of all these people. And this was a good story for them to pick though, because what happens early on, you know, they're these cool ninja guys and they've got their thing going on. And then somebody hits them with this power object that they have wipes their memories Mm. for that goes back to the first time they touched her or had seen one of these objects which goes back to before they were the super powerful ninjas that they are. Right. So you have to go back and find these objects that will restore their memories and everything. And they're learning all their powers again. So if you haven't seen it or if you, or if you're unaware of what's going on, you, you know, early on in the game, you have all these great powers and then they're yanked right away from you. Mm. And you're back down to the basics and you have to get to the point where you find your things and unlock your powers again. And it's interesting so far. It's actually kind of fun. So hmm. uh, it has some vehicle sections. It has, you know, mixes things up pretty nicely. Um, has some sh- sections like in uh, Lego Hobbit where uh, it's like a Crash Bandicoot where you're running towards the screen. And something okay. is chasing you the whole time and you have That's to jump cool. and you have to duck and you have to, you know, you have to do the whole thing. Um, like an outrun thing uh, coming towards you. 
Uh, so it, it does mix things up, uh, pretty, pretty well. And it's, it's pretty cool. And I love that I was playing. I've played it almost exclusively on, on the TV so nice. far. I just haven't had a chance to, to put it in the Vita and play it yet. But yeah, I'm, it's so dumb. It was like one of the main selling points of PlayStation TV and I yeah. hardly ever used it. I don't think I'd ever used it, put a card in and actually played a game. Uh, until now. And it's like a lightning bolt hit me. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> well, th- there was just, you'd look at it and you're like, well, half the games aren't compatible anyway, so why bother? Mm. Yeah. It, you know? It, it, that is actually a, a pretty good representation of, the, of my mindset half the time with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you actually do try it, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, but it's also that utter defeat when you put something that should be compatible, like Street Fighter X Tekken, in there with that, yeah. which has no touchpad stuff at all. And it's like this is not compatible. What? Yeah, yeah. It just gets frustrating after a while. Yeah, damn Sony, come on. It's Capcom. The publisher yeah. has to release the patch to make it compatible. <sighs> but Sony should like I prod them, push them, give them, force at least them. give them a call, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like Microsoft, and that's one of the things I did like about Microsoft and their insistence on what they did with Xbox Live. If you're bringing a game to Xbox Live, you must have a demo, period. And they forced every single publisher to make a demo. Now, the frustrating thing was publishers that were forced to make a demo for Xbox Live would release the same game on PSN Without a demo. Yeah. Like, you just freaking did it over there. Yeah. You can't do it here. What the Because a demo will sell a game. It can. It, it will very easily sell. There were so many games on Xbox Live that I was like, eh, well, I'll try it because it's the demo. You know, there's always a demo and I try it and I'm like, holy crap, I really like this and I buy it. So many games on there that I ended up buying just because I played the demo. Sure. It's crazy. And then never played them again. No, I played them all. I played the I played 360 way more than you, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, early on I played the 360 quite a bit, especially Xbox Live Arcade stuff. But once I got my PS3, it had all the games I wanted finally, and that's what, that was it. Because, you know, like I said before, like even Madden and Tiger Woods, I didn't like them on Xbox 360, so I went back to the PS2 versions. Well, they, the first year of those were horrendous. I was actually talking right. to my mom about that. Um, the first year of those, uh, they forced 720. Yeah. And if your TV, like mine, rear projection, 1080 and 480, right, uh, didn't have 720, it would drop it to 480 and it would look like ass because they didn't do anything to... Um, to well, their scaler optimize didn't handle, it. Yeah, their, their scaler no. didn't handle down resing very well at all. It was made for up resing. The PS3s. No, the Xbox 360s also. Uh, no, I'm saying, but the PS3, they, they, EA didn't optimize the right, game. Right. Like you could see it the next year on that same TV where it looked so much better when it was 480. I think, um, I think that's when Sony finally told everybody, oh, by the way, we, we have a scaler. Yeah. Here's how to get um, to it, dickwads. But yeah, it, 
those games looked worse than the PS2 versions. Um, if they were forced to 480, uh, the first year of the EA games, yeah. of all the EA games. Um, so, yeah, I went straight back to the PS2 for all those. And I was f- furious that I bought those games. I'm like, I bought these games and they look worse than the PS2 games. Yep. This is horrendous. Um, but I, there was so much between the 360 and the PS3. There were so many arcade games, like mm-hmm. arcade arcade games, uh, Konami especially, uh, that released only on Xbox Live. Like, uh, what's that one? My favorite one is Scramble. Is that the name of it? Uh, Scramble. There's Time Pilot. There was... I think it was Scramble. The one... Yeah, the one where you're the ship, you can shoot and you have bombs dropping. Side scroller. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be Scramble. Uh, I freaking love that game. I used to play that incessantly uh, down the shore. And yeah, it was Scramble. Um, And they had it on there. I was just... I flipped out when I saw that. So there were that and uh, just so many others that never came. I, and I thought I'm like, all right, they're on Xbox live. They're going to come to PS three and they yeah. never did. Nope. <laughs> so just a handful did um, like joust and you know, Keyboard. all those, those early ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just fell in for all those Xbox live titles. I loved it for that early on. Um, so yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, I don't remember if I played anything else. I don't think maybe I played some, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. It was just a mad scramble last week with yeah. everything going on with the baby and all that. So, sure, that might have been all I really got to play. All right, I just don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, I played a lot more of MLB 15, the show, uh, still working on the road to the show character. Um, just a roller coaster ride with him. Like they've definitely changed hitting a little bit this year with that new, uh, influence system where you can kind of say, I want to hit low. I want to hit the left, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm still trying to learn that. Uh, but it was weird. Like I was playing for the giants and then all of a sudden just went in this huge slump. They didn't even knock me down to AAA. They just didn't even offer me a contract. So I'm like, well, great. So then I went to spring training for the Brewers. That's crazy. It was no, it gets weirder. So then I go to the spring training for the Brewers. I get picked up. I get put in AAA, and like within a month, I get pulled up. And I'm doing pretty well for the Brewers. And then I had one bad month, but the rest of the time I was doing really well. Like I'd get up to to bat, and everybody would be ch- chanting like MVP, and I, I had really good numbers except for my home runs. And then. We hit the end of the season. They don't go to the playoffs. And I go through the offseason, and all of a sudden, uh, I get offered a four-year, like, $4.8 million contract. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I, I sign the contract. I played for, like, a month after, pre, after the, you know, the, the preseason games. I played for about a month, and I was doing good. And all of a sudden, I got hurt. And the team sends me down, or they, they sold my contract. So all of a sudden, wow. I, get, I get traded with another player. I get traded to um, who the shit did I get traded to? Oh, I don't even remember who I got traded to now. But all of a sudden, I get traded. I'm like, well, what the? F- I just signed a contract. <laughs> if, 
So it was welcome it, to the bigs, kid. Yeah, that's what really happens. Weird. That's kind of funny though, because that's I mean, that stuff happens, you know. But I mean, it, it looks like if you you know they give you a year by year thing every now and then, like a year by year readout of how you did in this year, this year, you know, and and it'll show you like, well, you did this in nineteen or in uh, twenty eighteen and in AAA, and then in twenty eighteen in the MLB. So like this thing is huge, and I've only been in the league for like five years or something like that. And I'm just all over the place. It's almost like my real life job. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I haven't played online yet, but I'm hearing from people that it's better than last year, which is pretty cool. So, because last year was very playable, so I'm, I'm interested to try that out if I have some time. Uh, also, last night I played some Destiny with the guys, just did some bounties and junk and stuff, and then they're like, well, we could go do the raid. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. And I quit. <laughs> Not going to do it. Uh, played some Woe Dave. Which is a very interesting game that I think you'll really enjoy, Josh. Uh, um, I played that. Yeah, it's back when it came out. It's uh, well, I, I played it for a while, but I haven't played it for a long time, so I went and got it played lately. Initially, the first look and feel of it, you're like Atari Twenty Six Hundred, but it's smoother. Well, there's a classic mode, and then there's kind of a new mode that gives it more color and everything, and more backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But it's neat. It's kind of this this mesh of the original Mario Brothers and a little bit of Burger yeah. Time in there. Yeah. Um, but it's it, once you figure out the mechanics and everything, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really neat little game. So very addicting, very old school. Definitely captures that feel of those old arcade games back in the early 80s that I used to play. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and then the PlayStation Plus game, Tower of Guns, I threw on last night. It, it's like this FPS like flat out action FPS using the unreal engine. But the problem is like, it just doesn't feel that action packed. Like the guns are boring so far. So it looks good. I mean, it looks good. It doesn't look great, Uh, but it looks good. It's smooth. Uh, Sound is, eh. Um, I don't know. I got to play it more because I see where they're going to. It's kind of like back in the day when I would come home and I just wanted to blow shit up. So I'd put like quake on or something. And just blow stuff up, not worry about the story, the, you know, the yeah. really thin story that was in it anyway. So I think they're trying to go for that feel, but eh, I don't know. The gun just doesn't feel like it's got any weight to it at all. Like when you shoot stuff, it just doesn't feel like what you're shooting out is actually going to kill something. Hmm. So eh, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, on the fence with that one so far. Uh, and then some more pinball arcade. A bunch of new tables came out, including uh, the Adams Family table. Oh, yeah. Which is very, very well done. Um, played some other tables as well, but, you know, the physics just still feels a little off. So, um, but it, it's enjoyable. It, it's really well done, that Adam's family table. And it's cool that they're reverse engineering these tables now so they actually get the real uh, sound clips and everything off the chip itself instead of just putting a microphone up to it like they used to back in the day. Uh, but yeah, it, it's neat. It's, it's, it's definitely worth it. If you like that table originally, they, they did a very faithful job to it. Um, some more battlefield hardline, <sighs> still not impressed with it. It's just not floating my boat. I don't know. And then, uh, the game that we're going to have on Saturday night, uh, just got the build for it yesterday. So I, of course I had to try out the single player a little bit, uh, N plus plus. So this is coming from MetaNet software. One of those games that uh, kind of like the Super Meat Boys of the world and that sort of thing where the single player has a lot of precision gameplay. Not as tough as Super Meat Boy, 
but very similar in style. Uh, and I emailed him back. I'm like, hey, congrats. It only took me 15 minutes to get pissed off at the game. <laughs> uh, but the cool thing about N++ is that there's this four-player, what they call race mode. And it's a super addicting mode that they're putting on the, on the PS4 version. And uh, that's what we're really going to try to play on Saturday nights. So I'm hoping everybody really enjoys it. And I can't wait to get everybody in front of the screen and, and you know, throw it on there. Uh, and then another build I have that we're going to be able to show Saturday night. It's not a full game yet. Uh, and there's an open beta for it on Xbox One. But I got the PS4 build for Pure Hold'em, which is from uh, the folks uh, Vufu that did Pure Pool. Uh, this is a Texas Hold'em game. And obviously right now there's no online place I'm playing against the computer, but it's fun. It's 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 a lot of fun. They did a really nice job with it. Uh, speedy play. It looks like they've got all the rules so far. It looks like they got the rules uh, correct. I actually sent them one correction on something where uh, when you're making the initial move after, uh, you know, after the initial bets and everything, um, and the flop starts, or the flop comes out, uh, the initial move is, unless you're checking or folding, it's it's a bet, and they're calling it a raise. And I'm like, you're going to get killed by the by the poker nerds if you don't change that. So, caught that for them. Uh, but it's cool. It's 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 uh, you know one that we can definitely pop on and show everybody on Saturday. So at, at MGC. And then last but not least, I threw this in last night after the eight gig patch, which makes no sense for a remake. Uh, but I played uh, the Borderlands, the new Borderlands collection for PS4. Mm. Uh, eight gig patch. Does that make any sense? Hmm. It's a fucking remake. It's a it's an HD remake. Uh, but it's good, man. It's 60 frames per second solid. The visuals are really nice. Controls great. Uh, it's it's really impressive on PS4. Uh, I played about an hour of it last night, and I'm I'm impressed. I don't know how it runs for four, you know for four player split screen and all that, but uh, what I played, I was I was very uh, very happy with. Maybe I'll actually get into that game now. Yeah, I yeah I would like to play that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I played the Vita one, I've got the Vita one, um, or I had it. I think I sent it off or something. But you know, playing the Vita one compared to this is like night and day. Well, so. yeah, playing the Vita one compared to the PS3 is night and day. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's that's only because I think on the PS3 I only played the first Borderlands. I think I don't remember anymore. And then watched a couple things. Uh, first off. The latest episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, he actually went to Russia and talked to Edward yeah, Snowden. Holy I saw that. Crap. <laughs> because did you see the episode? Yeah. That first hour when they're up in the room and they're like, oh, crap, he has no reason to talk to us. Yep. And they're just walking around the room like, oh, this is going to suck. But he actually showed up. I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, that was That was awesome. But then he found the line in the sand for the American public. Yeah. Yeah. If the NSA has pictures of your dick, then well, then then we got a problem. <laughs> All about dick pics. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, and Snowden. It was funny because you could see him like always trying to be serious. Yeah. And John Oliver would always bring it back to the fantastic a little bit, and finally, Snowden every now and then would kind of you know drop the the, the seriousness and and play along a little bit. But that was astounding. I, yeah. I was shocked because really I saw him was. tweet something that just said. Uh, you're welcome or something, and that's why the show's longer. I'm like, what? What's going on? So I finally got an HBO Go and watched. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, that was cool. And then the other thing on HBO, going clear. 
Oh, yeah, I didn't get to see that yet. Wow, I missed the first half an hour, but uh, this is HBO's documentary based on a book all about Scientology and how they shouldn't be um, tax-exempt as, as a religion. That's basically the you know what they're going for. But it's it's they're talking to eight people that got out of Scientology that have been around for a long time in Scientology, and it's it's weird. Like every now and then, I'll go down the rabbit hole and start reading some of these stories from the people that have gotten out of it, and mm-hmm. um, just read these things because I really enjoy studying like theological stuff. And like there was a few years ago where I kind of uh, studied what Mormonism was all about and everything, and I got really deep into like. Scientology and their beliefs and everything at one point. And it was cool to see this because I was like, oh, this is great. Because there's a really good BBC documentary um, that I think was an hour long that was on a few years ago that was just fascinating. Um, where like Ann Archer's son is, is pretty much the spokesperson for Scientology now. And he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Like he flat out is a dick. Uh, just he, All he does is just hammer and hammer on people until they just finally snap and yell at him. Uh, that's, his, that's his M.O. But um, no, it was it was really cool because in this documentary there were a couple people from that BBC one, and it's a few years later now, and you can kind of see what's going on with them, and uh, it, it's very well done. I I really think it's very fair, um, and they de- they dig really deeply into, into things, so uh, it's worth watching. And I don't have to worry; I know there's no Scientologists listening listening to us. <laughs> their their nanny their uh, net nanny software doesn't allow us. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I don't know. <laughs> oh, be controversial every now and then, Josh. Oh, I could be controversial. <laughs> Believe me, I could. Yeah. I'm just gonna not touch any of that because, yeah, yeah it's. I'm not touching any of that. <laughs> you just want to get into acting someday, and you're afraid you won't be able to. Uh, well, that's how you become a superstar. You have to be a Scientologist because they control Hollywood. It's it's not the Jews like everybody says. It's the Scientologists. <laughs> What's that Jew boy? <laughs> uh, it's the Scientologists that control Hollywood. What if and, it's a Jewish Scientologist? Is that like a super Hollywood oh, mogul? Wow. Is that even possible? I don't know. I don't know. What Actually, I think do. one of the people he talked to is Jewish. Well, see, there you go. But I think he got out of sight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a fascinating watch, no matter what you think of the religion or if it's a religion well, yeah, or it's not. Absolutely. It is a fascinating watch, and, and I really want to see the whole thing. I'm, I was kind of hoping to watch it tonight, but now I've got to edit. So um, that's something on my list because I, I just want to watch it from beginning to end. It is fascinating, though. Yeah. So that's it for me. That's all. All right. So I guess we'll take our break. I suppose so. All right. So uh, we'll take the break. When we come back, we'll talk some Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, Hopefully, Josh will find a lot of illuminating emails because we need to catch up on those. We'll talk a little bit about E3 coming up this year because, hey, we finally got some confirmations. Oh, my God. I was sweating that out. Uh, And then we'll get the hell out of here so I can edit this podcast and get down to MGC. So we'll be right back.
So uh, we were going to talk MGC, but let's talk E3 really quick, too, because there's not much to talk about. Let's just get it out of the way. So we all registered for E3 for our media credentials back at the beginning of February, and they usually say it'll take a couple of weeks uh, to get a response back. So normally, at least for the last, what, three years, I'd say, we expect like pretty much everybody to just be declined right away. Yeah. And then we have to argue with them. And we have to give them because they never ask you for any info. It's just, it's almost like they flip a coin. Um, not saying that we deserve anything or whatever, but you know, it's it's just weird. Like when Mark and I first went to E three, it was no problem. Like, oh yeah, you two want to come? Yeah, bring your friends, whatever. Yeah, rent a bus. So last year we wanted to take four people, and we had to go through a lot of hoops to get that done, and it was great. Uh, even though Emra and MJC had to stay in probably the seediest hotel in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> that place was so... I, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, but this year, you know, we wanted to plan ahead. We Well, I won't say we. I really wanted us to take six people. Because it'd be nice to maybe have somebody for one of the days walk around with a camera and, and help film all day. Like, just hit interview after interview after interview, you know? Stuff like that. And also, it spreads us out more. We can cover more ground. It it's, can only benefit everybody that goes to the website, you know, and the podcast. So I, I told everybody, well, we, we got six of us on the team that we're going to go. And I said, okay, well, we're going to register on the same day. Here's all the information to use so that everything was the same. Unlike last year when Emra actually registered under our company name instead of PS Nation. It's just hilarious. Genius. So, yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, so, um, like, February 5th, roughly, like, all of us registered within a couple of days, you know? And we're not hearing anything back. And we're not hearing anything back. And I'm talking to other people, and they're not hearing back either. So I'm like, well, maybe they're just delaying stuff. You know, they're overworked or whatever. Well, it's April now. And we still hadn't heard back at the beginning of the month. So I'm like, all right, that's it. I got to start hammering some people. Because the problem is... We can't make any reservations. We can't pay for our hotel. We can't do anything until we know who's going. So when I told everybody, yeah, register, you're probably going to get a letter back saying you're not going. You know, a denial. And we were expecting it. So then we could start working on the process to try to get, you know, more people in and stuff. So that's what the plan was from day one. So I email a couple of different times. Never hear back. Go figure. And, like, all of a sudden, everybody on one day gets emails saying that you're verified. You're approved. I'm like, what? Because Emra got it first, and then I got mine, like, right at the same time. And then it's just going down the road. I'm like, holy crap, we're, we're taking six people to E3. Which is amazing. It's, yeah. I, of course, now I'm just scared as hell uh, because it's a lot of planning. But... It's going to be great because it's going to afford us even some time. Like, we don't have to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back appointments all day. You know, we can have somebody go to a couple appointments and then have an hour or two off to start writing the stuff that right then, which will allow us to get stuff, you know, uploaded maybe even quicker or take the workload off in the afternoon and the evening when we're back at the hotel. Uh, And it also affords us enough time to do the podcast and let, you know, that I can edit it and everything else. And, and, and the great thing is I don't have to drive those guys back to their motel now. So it, it gives me some time. So I don't have to fall asleep in the middle of a recording. 
<clears throat> talking about shoes. But that's more fun. Uh, not for me. I don't think. I don't think anybody realizes how much I was beat last year. Like I was getting up at six in the morning to get ready, and I was going to bed at about two or three in the morning because I was editing everything and putting it up and all that. And it, I'm 42 years old. It wears on me a little bit after a while. So, uh, yeah. So we're taking six people. So use those affiliate links, folks, because we need the money. Please. Uh, the hotel alone, I'll just say this, the hotel alone for all six of us, and we don't stay at a garish hotel. We stay at this Howard Johnson in Koreatown every year because it's a nice place. Uh, the rooms are nice. It's, they actually have a breakfast now, which is really cool. Well, they um, re, they re, um, they refurbished it a couple of years they refurbished ago. refurbished it. Yeah. It's been great. So, and they're always nice to us and you know, it's, it's, it's by LA standards, it's not expensive for being only about a mile. Oh, I think it's like 1.2 miles away from the convention center. Um, because even if you go up to Hollywood, they're still expensive up there. So just for us to be there for that week, the hotel room alone is 2,700 bucks. So, but the problem is, and this is what I was freaking out about so much. Usually if you wait too long to get the hotel rooms, they're gone. And us trying to get three rooms right away, I was worried as shit. Um, so I was, we were really fortunate that there were still rooms available and everything. And we got in the hotel that we know, and, and we know how to get around there. And it's very familiar to us. So very, 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 very happy about that. And by the way, Josh, we need to go down to that Tommy Burger this time. Now that we know it's there, <laughs> I can't. That's the original one I found out. Yeah. So we didn't. We never realized that we're like maybe eight blocks away from the original Tommy Burger. We're idiots. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. So we definitely gotta go check that out. Um. So yeah, I mean, E three obviously middle of June still. Uh, we're we're a ways off, but just to let everybody know, man, like we're gonna have six people there this year. And our coverage last year was pretty stupendous. Now that we're going to have two more people there, it's going to open things wide up for us. And uh, I, I couldn't be more excited, more pleased, and more freaked out than right now. So, because coordinating all this stuff is already kind of a nightmare online. So now we have to figure out a better way to do that, I think. We'll see. But I'm glad. And now Josh can go. We know he can go, and we'll get it all done. Yeah. And we got that cool uh, wireless mic now for the camera. You know how much easier that's going to make things, Josh? Like, remember last time when we were doing the interviews? You know, you had to get the mic out, you know, unfurl the cable, plug it in you here, know, plug it in there. You know what a nightmare it's going to be when you find out there's all kinds of interference and it doesn't work? Actually, that's not going to be a problem with this one. Uh, this is a UHF system. It's got tons of channels. Uh-huh. It'll search for the best channel, and uh, all you do to sync them up, because there's a, it came with not only a lavalier mic that we won't use for E3, but it also came with a connector you put into the bottom of a regular microphone, like uh, uh, the Game Crashers guys had. And all you do to sync up the devices is you, it's got a little infrared emitter. So you just put them in front of each other, and boom, they sync up. Until but, it doesn't work. Nope. I've already been using it. I've been using it for the last couple of videos I put up. Yeah, but you're not in the middle of E3 with a billion I understand that, but I did a bunch of research on this, on. and this this is why I got the Sennheiser that I did. We'll see. It'll be, I'll put 20 bucks on it. 
I am very confident in this. Until it happens. No, nope, 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. I'll put tw- I have full confidence no, I'm, in this. I'm just I'm just enjoying Because I've talked to other people that, that use this exact same system D3 and they've never had a problem. Until it happens with us. It won't. <laughs> it won't. If this thing's got over like I think 3000 signal or uh, 3000 frequencies it can use. Well, that's why you I'm get the sure v- that's why you get the UHF the v- over the VHF. Up. No, VHF <laughs> is one that that VHF is the one that'll get um a lot of interference and that sort of thing, but UHF doesn't. Everybody's going to have it this year. <sighs> doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll if, be fine. If we'll 4000 people are there with it, it is going to matter. We're going to be fine. Have faith. What have I told you every year? Have faith. Uh-huh. And every year that faith has is, is been upheld. Uh, Tell me what it hasn't. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because it has. Right. Because I can't think on the spot, then it's true. Stop being such a Debbie Downer. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, it's, I'm telling you, man. It, how... It's already mounted on the camera. It it adds next to no weight, and really easy to operate. The batteries last all day. It just takes AA batteries, and it works like a charm. It, it's so good. It's going to be so much easier for us to just like. That's why if we have someone that can operate the camera, they just turn it on. I turn on the microphone, and we're going like like that. You know, we don't have to get the microphone out and the cable out and all that shit. It's just we're going. And that's what I love about it so much. I'm excited. Very, very excited. All right. Uh, emails or MGC? What do you want to talk about? Uh, let's do, do emails. emails yeah. yeah, let's do emails. We haven't done those for a while. Yeah. All right. Who's up you, first? You do the first one. I don't know. Just you do the first one. All right. This is from Brandon Boyle. Boyle uh, says, hey, guys, I'm looking to get a good professional quality mic to use when streaming on PS4, something like the Audio-Technica AT2020 or other similar USB condenser microphone. I wanted to ask Len if he knows if this actually works with PS4 or not. I'm not interested in using headphones or a headset, just a standalone mic with audio as normal for my HDMI AV receiver, but I'm not sure if this would actually work. Thanks, Brandon. Well... Uh, if you want to use a condenser mic, then you're going to have a problem because condenser mics uh, run very hot, especially USB mics. And unless you have your audio completely turned off in terms of hearing it when you're streaming, it's going to come over that microphone like crazy. Uh, that's why a lot of people use headsets because then the audio is uh, completely trapped inside those headphones, the, the cans themselves, and you've got your microphone. So... Um, yeah, anything that's USB compliant, I can't remember. It's uh, I don't remember the 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 letters, but um, anything that's compliant for USB for a microphone should work. Uh, but you might want to think about reconsidering using a headset or not. Uh, and don't forget, you can also use a microphone like uh, you can even use the the one that came with it, the little earbud. But I have a better one from Steel Series, and it sounds great. Uh, you just plug it into the controller and go. Uh, so if you're, yeah, if streaming, eh, and there's a lot of different schools of thought, but if you want to get a USB, like if you want to get the snowball, uh, that's a USB condenser mic. That thing will pick up everything. Even if you have it in directional mode. Um, 
condenser mics, that's the thing. Uh, that's what Mark used to use. And they sound wonderful. They sound very, very natural. But they also pick up every single little thing that happens in the room. And if you're running audio over your AV receiver, it's, you're going to have a lot of echo on your stream. So just think about that. Right. Next. Next. Uh, hi, Glenn and Josh. I am a longtime listener from the UK and love your show. Hello. Hello, Governor. <laughs> Going off to the Kip pub for, for tea. <laughs> Go to the pub for a pint. <laughs> Is it Saint Swithin's Day already? Tis replied Helga. <laughs> I should have uh, more. I just watched a bunch of Monty Python. Uh, however, I am writing regarding the comedy clips at the end of the show. Some are of a very adult slash explicit nature. Given the subject matter of the podcast, PlayStation and video games, I can't help but think, well, we also, pop culture, come on, we do. Comic books, TV. Movies. Music, movies. Yeah, Yeah, we're all over the place. Scientology. Yeah. Uh, I can't, oh, speaking of which, uh, Silicon Valley season two starts this Sunday. I know, I cannot wait. That show is so good. (laughs) I have on my iPad, on the, you know, every time I bring up the the web browser. Yeah. uh, I have all these tabs open constantly. Um, Like my parents. But one of them, one of them literally says Silicon Valley snack dick. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just that it's the, a clip of that scene. Where, the, where he holds up the shirt for the first time and they see yep. the logo and they're look like, why does he have a dick tucked behind his ear? He's like, what? No, that's not a, no, that's a feather. It looks, no, it looks like he's sucking on a dick and he has another dick tucked behind his ear for later. Like a snack dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. So yay. Season two comes. Uh, Sunday night. Uh, okay. So uh, speaking of adult and explicit, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, okay. Uh, I can't help but think you will have some young listeners, early teens, if not younger, whether getting hold of the podcast from older siblings or even their parents downloading it for them, not aware of some of the content. We know they have ways and means. I wonder then if you would reconsider using some of this material, not wanting to get all Mary White House on you. Mary White House? <laughs> As a British uh, thing, uh, I guess. Uh, but I will be interested to hear what you think. Regards, Rob, King Bob, King Big Bob. Mm. Um, well, King. Uh, yeah, we let the language go every now and then. Although ourselves. you last week were like actually trying not to swear because you told, you talked about your coworker and her family, but I, it's everybody weird. could hear it. Everybody was saying to me on PSN list last week, like what the hell Josh was actually like physically trying not to swear <laughs> there, are, but I try not to, for the most part, I, I, I do every now and then, uh, I don't know. Some weeks it's heavier than others, but I, tr- I don't know. That's just yeah. the way I talk. I talk the way I talk. What am I going to do? I'm old and it's really tough <laughs> for me to... Like, if there's kids around, I have no problem tempering it. Oh, if yeah. If they're in the room, yeah. 
But on the podcast, it's me and you talking, and I just let it fly because that's how I grew up and whatever. Yeah, I go back and forth on the podcast. You'll see there's, if you listen, there's entire episodes where I don't at all. Yeah. Where I'll say frickin' and I'll say stuff like that. And then there's other episodes where I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just go back and forth there. It's, eh, it's your mood that week. Yeah, no rhyme or reason to it. But I don't I, like, like plan saying, on cussing or anything. Yeah, but we talk like that. So yeah. some of the comedy clips could have that too. Well, I mean... The comedy clip thing started out as me kind of putting my signature at the end of it. And also, um, I wanted it to be a way to expose people to comedians they may not have heard of. That sort of thing. Um, because it, it, one of my true passions is stand-up comedy. I, I just, it's always been a really important thing in my life. And uh, I just wanted to share that with other people. Uh, yes, some things can get explicit. Our show is tagged explicit on, on iTunes. And once that happens, there's no middle ground. So if we're going to lose listeners because there's an explicit tag on there, we're going to make this the way we're going to make this. And that's pretty much always been the uh, the backbone of how we've produced the show. Um, trust me, I have stuff that would make anybody throw up, and I will never play those. But um, I don't think I ever do anything that bad. Maybe I do. I don't know. Trying to think of what it what it been like the last couple of weeks. I don't remember what I've used. I, I mean, I've I've got a hundred and some comedy albums on my laptop, and I just kind of go and choose out stuff. Like, although there's one where somebody just mentioned like when this comes out, you better use that clip that you've used before. Blah blah blah. You know. So there's that rare occasion that something will actually fit. And for a while, when I first started the show, I usually tried to find a clip that would kind of gel with what we were talking about to a certain, to a certain extent, but I've gotten so like, I wouldn't say lazy, but I've just gotten so like, I just want to get the editing over with that. I'm just like, Oh, whatever. Uh, I like this clip. All right. Or if I got a new album, I'll throw you know, a clip from the new album on that sort of thing. Like I've been using Sarah Tiana lately and, um, I got some Kyle Kinane stuff that's just hysterical and, um, yeah, so there's no rhyme or reason, but Am I physically going to try to stop using ones that are real dirty? Probably not. Because there's some, there's some great stuff. Patrice O'Neill, man. When I get Patrice on there, he's he goes nuts. And quite frankly, it's it makes me laugh. So that's all there is to it, really. And quite frankly, if you're that young, you're, you're not supposed to be listening to this podcast anyway because it's, it's explicit. <laughs> Don't put your evil on me. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's why we always freak out. Remember that kid in L.A.? I think it was still when Mark was with the show. And the blog was having a meetup at this place in L.A. before E3. And his mom had to come with him because he was too young to be in line. Oh, no. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Was that when you were there? Okay. Yeah, she brought a, she brought like a big bottle of liquor. <laughs> but he he yeah. had his mom. Her, by the way, his mom was so cool. She was one of the nicest people I've ever met. But he talked her in to going out and buying not just a regular 750 milliliter bottle, like one of those big jugs with a handle of Sailor yeah. Jerry yeah, and it brings crazy. it to us. And I'm like, I got to go put this in the car because we're at a place. And I'm like, oh, my God. But at the same time, I'm like, why do you let him listen to us? He's too young, obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> but I respect your uh, 
your opinion on this, but I'm not going to change it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go through the effort of changing it. I'm just going to use stuff that I think is funny. I mean, there's some old Richard Pryor stuff that's oh. considered classic, and, and a lot of people would find it very dirty and offensive right now. So. Yeah. But it's Richard Pryor. I'm going to use it if I can. I just haven't converted all that stuff digitally yet. I still have it on records. Kids, records were these big discs, about 12 inches in diameter. Yeah, you don't have to say that anymore. Vinyl is... Oh, yeah, vinyl's making a comeback. Vinyl's huge now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, good. And laser discs are basically records silver for records. movies. They're silver <laughs> records, like big CDs. They're records. the size of a, of, of, yeah. of a record, yeah. Big, shiny records. Hell, yeah, and they're awesome. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. That's you. I know I'm going to it. Oh, my God. All right. This is from Frank. He says, uh, hey, guys, I had a question regarding streaming games, and I also wanted to know if you have an opinion on it. We have two very different opinions on it, actually. In the last few days, the news about Sony buying patents from OnLive, oh, that kind of streaming, uh, from OnLive became public. Seeing how Sony bought Gaikai and now buying whatever they bought from OnLive, I always wondered why they haven't taken the next step and introduced PC gaming through streaming on the PlayStation platform. Uh, if it's all done through servers and all you need is a device with a decent internet connection, I really don't see the issue. A lot of PC games come with Xbox controller layout, and it can be easy to do the same with PlayStation, PlayStation controller. Uh, this would be a great way to make several PC-only games available to those who can't afford a gaming PC. Uh, with Alienware and NVIDIA introducing their expensive PC consoles and Microsoft introducing... Well, when they say that, he means uh, the Steam box, I think. Uh, Microsoft introducing cross-buy with PC Windows. This would be the perfect way to bridge the gap between PC and consoles and revitalize PS TV, Vita, and the PS3. Uh, PS... Hang on, I got a cough. All right. PS, this would also be probably... This would also probably be a good way for Sony to get around Xbox and PC-only exclusives like Titanfall and Dead Rising. Do they really want to get around those? Uh, that's all, and thanks for the great show. Um, here's my take on it, and then, Josh, you can say whatever you need to say, but my take mm -hmm. on it is I think that a lot of the cross-pollination between PC and Xbox is rather trivial. Uh, there are a lot of PC players out there, and I know because I, I'm friends with a lot of them when I go to these LAN parties, I, I deal with this. But nine times out of ten, they would rather play the PC version anyway, and they really don't care that the stuff's available on Xbox One. Xbox One, you get the games, and they do it because they, you know, they, they have very similar tool sets, but at the same time, they're always going to be better on PC anyway. To stream these games... Um, isn't as easy as you would think because you still have to think about individual publishers and everything else. And that's a problem that I think OnLive always had. Uh, and that's still a problem with PlayStation now as it is because they still have to deal with publishers of these PS3 games that they're streaming over, you know, to the PS4 and Vita and everything else. Um, and also changing that control scheme, they would either have to do something in the wrapper itself, uh, which isn't as easy as, as you think because they would have to be able to do that for every single game, which every single game has a different control scheme. And because they have an Xbox controller scheme does not mean that they can simply 
flip a switch and make it work with the PlayStation uh, controller. Uh, so the people that made each individual game would have to go in and probably change some things. So it's not as easy as you think it is. Uh, and I know that just from experience and talking to people. Um, but streaming PC games, I don't know if anybody really gives a crap, honestly. Uh, I don't, or enough people give it a crap. How about that? Um, it'd be a neat idea, yeah. But I don't think that's the, the focus of PlayStation right now. I think the focus is more to get people access to the older stuff first and get that library built up. Because there's always been that big divide between PC and console anyway. So, I don't know. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, you know, there's plenty on... Even though I have a PC that could probably play these games now, I just don't yeah. want to sit at this desk and play a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd rather sit on a comfortable couch and play a game. Um, I, I don't think it would work mainly because of the publisher thing. Um like you said, that's part of the reason on live struggled um, was they couldn't get what they needed in terms of getting these games and getting them on their, on their platform. Um, I think there's also a lot more work to get an inv- a bunch of individual PC games working. Yeah. As opposed to writing a master rapper for the older PlayStation games to work on, on PS Now. I, yeah. I, I just, yeah, there definitely is. Because PC um, games are all different in terms of what they require, what they can do, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, think of... I, I think you alluded to it, but think of the games that are available, uh, the PS3 games that are available on PlayStation Now, and how the promise, um, at least through some screenshots and things, was that it would be the entire PlayStation catalog back to PS2 and PS1 at some point. Um, think of the difficulty in dealing with every single publisher and saying, okay, we want Jumping Flash on here. And what is that going to take? I mean, half these publishers or half these developers don't even exist anymore. Yeah, no kidding. And trying to get rights for those things to be able to do it because they can't just get the game and just stream it. They have, somebody's got to get paid somewhere. Yeah. Somebody, somebody owns, owns the rights it. to it somewhere. We found yeah. that out with TXK. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh. Freaking mess. Um, so yeah, somebody owns the rights to them and they want to get paid they don't want to just see it streamed out there for, for free. They want to get paid on it. So getting the entire PlayStation catalog isn't as simple as, well, it's the PlayStation catalog at Sony. No, Sony doesn't own all those games. Right. All these individual publishers and developers that made these games, they're the ones that own the games. Right. And they're the ones that want to get paid, which is why you don't have the massive catalog on there. You have a pretty good catalog to start with. It's pretty beefy. Um, but, of course, you remember when they announced the lineup, everybody said, well, where's this game? Where's this game? Where's this? Well, this is bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's it's not that simple. And it was the same thing when they were doing PS1 Classics. Well, where's this game? Well, you can't just put the game on there. Somebody has to get paid. Somebody has to want to put that game on that platform, on that system. You know, for years, uh, 
who's the big holdout? I think Square Enix. I don't. Were they always big holdout? Well, they were holdout on like the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Um, but they finally came around to them. But there was one or two publishers that were just a major holdout, and they weren't putting anything on there at right, all. Right. Uh, and I think they finally broke through with some of them, but you run into those problems. You know, you, you're not. Oh, you can't just because it's there. You can't just put it on there. It's not like where PC gamers will go and say, well, that's abandonware and I'm just going to put it on here. You know, exactly. Sony's a corporation. They can't just do that. Somebody somewhere owns the rights to it. Um, and if you don't think they do and you try to put it on there, they'll come after you and sue yeah, you. Also like, <laughs> yeah. They'll very quickly sue you. So it's a neat idea. It's a neat concept. Uh, it's just, the reality, the business reality of it, and the dollars and cents of it, I don't see anything like that ever happening, unfortunately. Right. Well, especially because if they wanted to start streaming PC games, they would have to set up an entire, an entirely separate data center that houses not just PlayStation units yeah. uh, to stream. They would have to set up different like PC-based servers to throw this stuff out. And I'm sure there's a lot more configuration involved and... All kinds of things. So Sony was really smart to buy all the patents because I'm sure they had some technologies that Gaikai couldn't, couldn't do maybe because of, of patents that, you know, that were already out there, et cetera. But yeah. um, Sony's not a PC company, you know, and, and they don't even sell Vios anymore. But they sold the Vio name off, you know, the whole business. So I just don't see them doing it. But at the same time, they've now kept... Microsoft from getting or any competitor from getting a hold of all these patents and everything, and it was very, very smart on their part. Yeah, you know, they're they're keeping their Microsoft have some streaming uh, technologies uh, like AppV, et cetera, et cetera, but um, it can't really do what Gaikai does, and it can't really do what OnLive did. So keeping that out of Microsoft's hands is a huge boon. I mean. They have remote plan PS4, you know, the Vita supports it, some of the phones support it, you know, that sort of type of thing. Microsoft still doesn't have a competitor to that. Now they're going to be able to stream. It's another one that's kind of funny to me. They're going to be able to stream games off of, X, or of Windows 10 to the Xbox One. Well, who cares? If you have a PC that can play it, you're not going to be playing it on your Xbox One. You're going to be playing it on your PC. Unless you want to play it on a big screen because you haven't figured out how to hook your com- your computer up to a big screen. So that's why I always say it. It just seems very redundant, the things they, they do on the Microsoft side. It's it's cool. It's got that cool factor. But at the end of the day, is it really something that anybody gives a shit about? Probably not. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting idea. I just don't think it'll ever happen. I agree with you, Josh. Uh, and while we move on to email four, you might want to look ahead to five and look some of that stuff up. Oh, God damn it. I was told there'd be no oh. research. <laughs> oh, really? I already pulled the three of them up on Amazon. Um, but you might want to pull them up too and take a look. Uh, okay. Email oh, four, uh, Rob Walker. Uh, hi guys. Hope Josh is feeling better. I am. Thank you. And I guess a big fuck you to Glenn and his sickness. Yeah, go fuck uh, you. Yeah. Can you explain to me why the subtitles on HD games are so small? 
I have an HD TV and all my settings seem correct, except it is 1080i and not P. Well, there's your problem right there. Yeah. Uh, is this the no? It's you need a 4K TV. That's your problem. 8K. Now, 8K. Is this the issue, or are small subtitles just the done thing now? Uh, I am partially sighted. Well, that's good. So you can see. Um, <laughs> I think you. I think he left out near or far or whichever that is. Um, so probably find this more irritating than most people. If it is my TV, I guess I just need to invest in a new TV. I don't think it's your TV. Uh, thanks for listening to me moan. Well, I'm British. We are only happy when complaining, usually about the weather. Take care, cats we like. Actually, if, if the TV's only 1080i, that can be a problem. Because it's an interlay signal, which means only every other scan line is hitting it at, at one cycle. And it can make things flicker really bad, and it, it makes things tough to, to, uh, to read. But he's saying that they're too small. Yeah, so... I don't think you're going to see as much of that problem on the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, PS3 and, and 360, a lot of times the subtitles were either were kind of made so that they work best at 720p. So when you were up converting it to 1080i or p, uh, it was also like shrinking the subtitles down instead of re- rescaling them. But on PS4, especially, they've you know they just brought out all those tools so you can make the text bigger, you know, and make it more bold and everything else. And I think subtitles are actually run through a subtitle system, a uh, closed captioning system on the console itself now. So I, I've never used it, but I, from what I heard, that shouldn't be such an issue on the new systems anymore. Uh, what I will say, um, just as an aside, uh, remember way back, you might want to get glasses or check, have your eyes checked. <laughs> just maybe you talking to me again um, fuck you no i'm talking to i'm talking to rob here i'm wearing my reading um, glasses right now well yeah you too uh but i'm talking to rob mostly here um because remember there were a couple of years ago where we were both constantly complaining about how absurdly small and impossible to read uh a lot of the subtitles were on the vita especially yeah yeah um and the psp and whatever and then they bring a game to the ps3 and they're impossible to read and then i got glasses and everything was totally fine (laughs) (laughs) so you might want to have your eyes checked just to see if maybe that's the problem too um because yeah i i I found out that that was mainly the problem yeah the subtitles are small but when i could actually see uh, the way i was meant to see then it wasn't a problem (laughs) so something to think about there too all right then. All right. Actually, this one's easy. Yeah. Now on to well, Jay's he's not really asking the right questions, but he's not asking the right questions. Yeah, I'm a little confused here as to exactly what he's asking. But go ahead. Let's... Okay. So this guy's name is Jay, and he says, "Can I use?" And he gives a bunch of model numbers uh, for external USB drives on my PS3 as well as my PS4. Can I just use any hard drive sizes as a USB on my PS3 and PS4? No. Well, yes and no. So. If you want to replace your hard drive inside the system, your size limit on PS3, I believe, is 1.5 terabyte. It is 1.5. I did research. PS4, the theoretical uh, largest size right now is 4 terabytes, but it could be bigger. If you're talking about flash drives, though, so what you're showing is backup drives, like actual USB backup drives. 
those don't work the same as a flash drive. They're not recognized the same, and you can't use them as, like, plug it in and you have extra space on your system, like on the Xbox One. It doesn't work that way. So if you're talking about a flash drive or, like, your PS4 or PS3, PS3 and PS4, what you have to do with the um, flash drive is actually format it to what's called EXT FAT, which is an extended FAT uh, instead of FAT32. Uh, and that lets you go up to huge sizes. I've got a 128 gig drive right here, actually. Um, I use a PNY drive, by the way. Uh, they're really good. Uh, I really like it. It doesn't waste any unneeded space like Western Digital likes to do. But I've got a 128 gig drive. It works on PS3 and PS4. It's formatted in EXT FAT. Uh, you can format these in EXT FAT on Windows 7 and Mac OS OS 10. I almost said OS X again. And Windows 8. And Windows 8, yes. Uh, Windows 7 and above, let's just say that. Yeah. Um, Oh, you could do it on old Windows, because I only had Windows XP, and I was, I got... Well, no, XP, you you can do it. XP version, uh, was it version 2 or whatever, SP2, but you had to get a separate app to do EXT FAT. You're talking about uh, the extended FAT32. It's, It's a different thing. So you can get an external app that's free. You just have to do some Google work. But look up, it's called EXT FAT, EXT FAT, all one word. Um, but yeah, you can do it. So uh, that's where your question is not really making any sense. You're not telling us what you want to do. Uh, but if you just want to use a flash drive to move save files over to or to have music on it, that sort of thing, uh, I highly recommend the PNY. I don't know if they're actually called. Let me look it up really quick because I'm sure it's in my Amazon history because I bought, I buy them a lot. <clears throat> give me one second. My orders. I gave you all this time to do research and look what well, you found. I shouldn't have to do that. So it's the PNY Turbo 128 gig USB 3.0 flash drive. So the cool thing is the PS3 is only um, USB 2.0, but it's backward compatible. So this drive will work on the PS2 as well. Um, but yeah, uh, they're pretty cheap. Let me see what this is right now. This is forty-four bucks for a hundred twenty-eight gig drive. Uh, there's a two fifty-six for seventy-six bucks. So, but the PNY Turbo one twenty-eight gig is fantastic. I I have three of them. I use them all the time. Uh, I highly recommend them. And like I said, we have an Amazon link thing, you know, and you can always hit that link and buy it there. So yeah. But if you're trying to replace the drive inside, um, you can only go one point five terabyte on PS3, and those SATA 2, SATA 3 drives are backward compatible, but you don't gain any speed. PS4, I mean, we've those are the ones we list for PS4, and, and the video covers all that as well. So just go to our site. You'll see it right in the front page, how to upgrade your PS4 hard drive, and everything is in there. Yep. How to do it. Yeah. So all there you right. go. Uh, now email number six. Uh, from Mark... Rowley. Hmm. Hi there. Been listening for several years and it's always a good podcast. Oh, he lies. Uh, well, you know, he wanted to get his email read. So, you know, uh, yeah. Well, then you're up. supposed to say something good about Josh. That's true. Yeah. Throw it away. If, if I read more than like, just a, I skim and I'm like, okay, it's a question. It looks like a, yeah, whatever. And forward. <laughs> <laughs> 
then we read it and we're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Uh, recently upgraded my hard drive in the PS4, thanks with the help of your video. Say, uh, my questions are. Do you think my questions three? If wait, you wait, answer these more than one questions question? three, oh, <laughs> uh, answer me these th- questions three. Uh, do you think Sony will give people a choice with the primary and secondary consoles, or just make it like the PS3 was with the two consoles? Uh, this might work better with PS Plus online for people with children and two PS4s. No. Uh, my, my, do you want to answer these in order? Well, let's, sure, let's stop there. Yeah. Um, well, I have my account on probably six PS4s right now, and what happens is if you if you have one set up, you always have some, one set up as your primary. The primary is the one that gets the automatic um, save game uploads. That's pretty much the only difference. Um, but it also checks licenses a lot more if you're not primary. So your primary one, all the licenses are on there. They're good to go, and it automatically uploads and downloads your save files, that sort of thing. The ones that are not my primary, um, it's tougher to go on the web interface and actually download stuff to it off the web interface. But also, I have to go to the save app or the, the online storage and download the, the save files manually. But what happens with those ones, the ones that aren't primary, is if they're not connected to the internet, they check for licenses a lot more frequently. So you may have a problem. But in terms of using PlayStation Plus, that plus is applied to a specific account. So it doesn't matter what's your primary, what's your secondary, etc. Um, it's what account is logged in. So if you have a, a PlayStation Plus account on that system, and you're logged in with another account, it ain't going to work online. You'll still be able to use some of the games that are digital because that account's on there, but yeah, it won't work that way. Yeah, um... It would be nice if Sony would bump up the one gig save limit because I haven't used, I've completely turned off the uploading saves on my PS4 because it can't. That better be item number one at E3 this year. It really should. (laughs) Um, Uh, Because I'm out of space. Everybody else is out of space. I've been pruning it like crazy. Um, And yeah, it's it's terrible because even a small little indie title that's 20, 20 meg, the save file is 10 meg. The yeah. 10 meg is like the minimum. Yeah. But that's, and t- apparently I'm always the first one to have this problem because I had it on the PS3 and complained about it forever. And then they upped it. And then everybody else started to complain about it and then they upped it. And I was, I think, the first one on the PS4 to start complaining about it. And now it's finally caught up to everybody else. Oh, no, I've been having a problem with it for a while. I've been saying stuff about it. Yeah, so... They need to be like Microsoft and make it unlimited. They really should. Uh, They really should. Yeah. Uh, So I turn that off entirely on my PS4s, and I use a thumb drive that I just... Which is harder because I forget. You know, I I try to remember... You play a game, and when you finish playing the game, go and push that save file to the thumb drive so that it's always synced up. It's it's a pain in the ass. It really is. Um, so yep. I would kind of like them to fix that. Um, the primary, secondary thing, I'm not entirely sure why they did that instead of just like the PS3 where you have two consoles. No, I, mean, I actually like it this way, though. <sighs> and I'll tell you why. Because I can go to my friend Paul's house. 
and I have a game on my account that they haven't seen yet, I can log in even as a guest and put my PSN account in there and I can download that game to his system and it will completely sync and desync all the trophies and everything else. So we can get on and we can play this game with no limitations whatsoever. It's it's like it's my PS4. Yeah, but why can't you do that without forcing a primary and secondary console? I why think the primary just... thing is just because they're so used to having one assigned for that so that um, you can handle like the automatic uploads and all that crap. I agree, but at the same time, I see why they're doing it. Because if you have all the, P- the PlayStations set to the same thing, that'll just be really confusing in a lot of different ways. I don't want it limited to two consoles because I run three consoles. I have one in my game screen, I have well, one in my yeah. parents, and I have one in my house. No, yeah, I, I get that. It's, But still, I, uh, I don't When know. they knocked the PS3 down to two consoles, that totally screwed me. Well, yeah, it screwed a lot of people. It screwed me. It screwed, well, not anymore. My PS3 died. Uh, I'm down to two PS3s anyway. Um, Because, yeah, well, I had three at one point, and the one died, and I just didn't even bother. I was like, well, I can't use it anyway, really, so fuck it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I actually really like how they're set up. I I do. I I know I'm I'm not a typical user, but I love that I can just go and, like, if, if I'm at anybody's place, like, even when Rock comes up to my place... He'll want to play his save file for uh, Binding of Isaac. And he just puts his account on my PS4, boom, pops it right up. It works wonderfully if you know how to, uh, how to actually use the system. It, I, I, I do. I love it. Ugh, all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm putting you to sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tired. Uh, my other question has to do with uh, PS Vita and the way the PS4 can stream games to it. So why can't I stream the Vita to the PS4 to play Vita games on the TV without the need for the Vita TV console? Because yeah, the Vita's uh, not power. Power, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the main reason why the processor on the PS4 is yeah. powerful enough to do that, and the Vita is not. So the architecture of the PS4, they have that separate ARM processor on there that handles background downloads and everything else. Well, something else that that controls is streaming out to Twitch, you know, and, and Ustream, but also handles uh, remote play. So there's that separate processor that does all that work so that your game doesn't get affected. The same cannot be said for the Vita because the Vita only has its main processors and its main architecture. It doesn't have a separate chip to be able to send that data back up to the PS4. And it's yeah. a lot of data to process. Yeah. So, and, um, oh, crap. It just dawned on me. Are PSP games... How many PSP games are compatible with PlayStation TV? More than Vita, oddly enough. Or no, 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 no. It's the same amount as Vita, but like it's, it's still not everything, and it should be. No, well, yeah, all right. I got to look that up because... Grand yeah, Turismo, playing some of those. Grand Turismo uh, PSP. No, yeah, I know. Time and I emailed yeah. them and like, hey, why does this work? Yeah, there's oh crap. I I didn't even think about that. Now that I yeah, now that I'm way into uh, playing my games on the big TV, yeah. uh, I have to look more into that. Okay. Well, but the uh, problem is there's no UMD drive on there, obviously. So, like, if I want to play one of no. these games, I can't because they're all on UMD. I have a ton of digital, ton of digital titles for the PSP. 
But what you um, can do is if you have a PSP 3000, uh, you can get yeah. the component cables for it and play which, that on big TV yeah. with, the, with an actual DualShock 3. Which I do have. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so where were we? Okay. Uh, thanks for all you do. And yes, I did buy my hard drive using your link. Yay. Mark from Norfolk, UK. PSN Mr. MR dash mega dash D E T H dash man. Mr. Mega, mega Death, Death man. man. Yeah. Mr. Mega Death Man. Mm, well, at least he's polite about it. Yeah. Well, you know, British. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're so polite. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk some MGC and we'll get the heck out of here. Okay, Josh, good. of course, will go to sleep. Yeah, because he's not going to MGC, so he's going to be an asshole. Yeah, since I'll be alone, I can actually go see Fast and Furious 7 whenever I want now. Yeah, yes. but you don't you, you can't see it with all of us, which I mean that you're losing no. out. No, I'm not because yeah, I don't I don't need all you people around me yelling at the screen. I'll be happy yelling to just at the screen? watch it, watch them by myself. Yeah, Somebody because there's will. such a story to worry about. Yeah. Oh, there give is. me a break. <laughs> An absurd story that makes no sense, but yeah, yeah that's the fun of the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, we're recording this Wednesday night. Thursday morning, I'll be heading down to Milwaukee uh, to cart some people back and forth from the hotel and the airport. Uh, so the plan, pre-MGC, the plan is if you're going to be there Thursday or you're going to be there Friday, you want to hang out with us. Uh, what we're going to do Thursday is going to be really chill. Uh, we're all going to meet up. Uh, you know, If you want, tweet at me or you know, send me a message on the forums, whatever. Let me know you're around, but we'll probably be down the lobby. I would assume around 4, 4.30, we'll probably be down the lobby hanging out. Uh, we're going to go out to the Delafield Brew House, which we used to go there for dinner on Friday nights when we used to have karaoke. But now that we're doing the Brewer Bus, we don't go out there anymore. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic restaurant. They have great meals and excellent, excellent, excellent beer. It's, it's, a, it's one of the better ones in the area. Uh, so if you want some you know, true Milwaukee beer, this is a great place to go. Uh, but we're going to go out there and just hang out. We're going to actually spend some more time because usually we were always rushing back to get back for karaoke. And that's not an issue right now. So uh, we're going to play, play things by ear. You know, We can go back to the hotel and, and pay for overpriced drinks there if you want to go to the bar. Um, or well, who knows what we're going to do. But everybody's welcome. Whoever wants to, to join us out there, we'll have a couple of cars. We can cart some people around. And uh, we'll just have a good time. Maybe we'll go to the, the New Berlin Ale House afterwards or something. Who knows? Because that's actually a fun bar, too. Uh, but Thursday is very chill. Just kind of, you know, hey, getting to know if you if you're, haven't been there yet or whatever. A uh, great way to meet everybody and, and just hang out. Friday morning. This is what everybody's complaining about. I love it. Because if we're going to be drinking Thursday night, they think they can't get up Friday morning. So if you want to join us Friday morning, the movie is at the Marcus Majestic on Blue Mound. Or off of Blue, right off Blue Mound. Uh, and Furious 7 is showing at 10.15. That's the show we're going to try to get to. Beforehand, though, there's a place called the Original Pancake House, which is right on the other side of the mall where we're going to be at. And uh, Joel hepped us to this place a couple years ago. It is the best breakfast place in the world. It's so damn good. Um, so we're going to try to go over there at 8.30 because it likes to fill up very quickly at that place. And that gives us some time to sit down, chat a little bit, order, just take our time. We don't want to be rushing. Um, you know, if you have a hangover, get some, get a nice greasy piece of pork or something like that. And, and, uh, that should help. But so we're going to uh, original pancake house at eight thirty. 
Revy, I think, is going to come over and meet us after we're done eating, and, and he'll be available to cart some people over to the movie. Movie at 10.15. Head back to the motel. Or the motel. The no-tell motel. Uh, head back to the hotel after uh, the movie, around probably 12.30-ish. And then the Brewer bus, we're going to try to meet in the lobby at 3.30. And the cool thing is, this year, we always had to scramble for this uh, last couple times, but this year, they're gonna be, you're going to be able to get your wristbands for the weekend. You're going to be able to get them right when you uh, get your ticket for the Brewer game. So they're going to have something set up that we can get everything taken care of Finally. Once. Yeah. yeah, now that I'm not there, they may well, finally no, make it super took, easy. Last year we took care of it, but it was still kind of a hassle. This year we planned ahead. So, And I also found out, uh, I believe, we sold out of brewer tickets. So how cool is that? And uh, it's nice. going to be fun. It's They're playing the Pirates again this year. Uh, we're going to be out at Miller Park. We have field-level seats this year instead of second second level. Uh, we're going to have I, sandwiches, sodas, that sort of thing. Uh, officially, there's no beer on the bus, but last year the driver let us bring it. So the driver will be there pretty early. We can ask the driver at that time if you want to drink, bring beer on the bus. But the thing is, it's really only about a 15 to 20 minute ride over to Miller Park. So it's not that big of a deal if we can't take beer on the bus, honestly. But we're going to be over at the stadium in plenty of time if you want to go check out Miller Park. You can go in, walk all over the place, check out TJ Fridays if you want. The pro shop's right there. Uh, but it's a great stadium. It's one of the best in the league. I'm not just... You know, saying that because I'm a Brewer fan, it is really one of the best stadiums in the league, and uh, it's, it's a gorgeous place. The cool thing is, it has a retractable roof, so if it's cold out, they'll have that roof closed and it'll be heated. So don't worry about freezing inside. And then Saturday and Sunday's MGC. Sunday we'll be recording the podcast in the VGEVO room, starting at one thirty on Sunday. So if you want to join us in the podcast. You want to hang out, uh, rotate in and out. Please be down there at one thirty, so we can get everything situated. Actually, get there a little early if you can, and get everything situated. So that's all the details I have. Everything else is playing it by ear and going to town. Hmm. We'll miss you, Josh. Well, maybe I'll call into the podcast. I don't think we'll have that capability hooked up down there. Well, all you have to do is hold a phone up. <laughs> yeah, that always works so well. Sure. Well, if I get if I get a signal down there, I could always hook you up on Skype. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a Phillies game and a Flyers game on two different devices down there last year. Yeah, instead of I paying attention it, to the people that sat down with us for the podcast, I think yes, Dick. it was in front of me. I wasn't staring at it, watching the freaking games. Dick. Uh, but if I could do that, I think Skype would probably work. Well, you say that now and then. We find out somebody changed something this year. and Okay, just like that wireless mic. But yeah, okay. You're an idiot. <laughs> 20 bucks. Yeah. I'll put 20 bucks down right now. I don't care. I just well, think it's funny. You obviously care because he brought it up three times now. Because I think it's funny. Because I think it would be hilarious if, if we went through all that and you're so sure of it and then it doesn't work. It'll work. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind it's going to work. Which is why it would be even funnier if it didn't. <laughs> yeah, laugh at my pain. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, there's I hope, your title, Laugh at My Pain. <laughs> laugh at My Pain, there we go. I hope everybody can make it. It's, it's so cool. Tyler Dog's coming this year. Dave's driving down in the morning. Uh, he's bringing his son, which is just hilarious. He doesn't know what he's in for. That poor kid is going to be so messed up after he leaves this thing. 
Uh, but wait, yeah, but we, he lives with Dave. I mean, well, how much true, more messed yeah. up could he be? <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's, that's very true. Um, no, it, it's going to be great. It, it's I can't wait. It sounds like a lot of people are coming. It sounds like Honaker can't make it. Boo! <laughs> Just saying, Honaker. But uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I, I'm really, really psyched this year. I can't wait to go. And I uh, now I got to stay up late and edit this podcast, so I'm going to be all tired tomorrow morning. So then it could be all cranky for everybody all day. <sighs> but I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I love going out to the Delafield Brew House. I've actually missed that the last couple of years that we haven't done it. So I uh, really want to get out there. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And freaking Rostel's coming in, man. Huh. Psyched. I got to go pick him up at the airport tomorrow. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Wish you could be there, Josh, but eh, oh well. Yeah, well, let me see how much flights are. <laughs> well, I don't have a room, though, because Dave's staying with me. That's all right. You'll have to kick him out. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> he's staying with you. Where's his kid staying? Both of them are staying in the room. <laughs> That's why the, that kid's going to be so messed up. <sighs> That's right. I got to load up the donkey porn tonight before I go. All right. <laughs> what do you mean loaded up? It's already there on your hard drive. No, I got new stuff. Oh, okay. Much better camera angles, t- full 1080p. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Spit a big loogie in my hand. <laughs> All right. I'm running away now. What clerks too, you dummy? I know. And I'm running away. <laughs> Run away. Well, the, no matter what, the comedy clip's going to be tame now. <laughs> exactly. See? Uh, All right. Are we done? Did I hit everything for MGC? I suppose so. Yeah. Make sure you guys all print out your things, your barcodes and everything for your for your bra- or your uh, wristbands and all that stuff. Um, have safe travels, folks. It was funny because Dave, uh, Dave said, oh, it sounds like there's going to be a huge storm driving through Chicago. I'm like, well, I'll just take your time. But hurry up. And I guess uh, Sam and Jeff are driving down to Terry's tonight, so they should be there by now. And Sam's like, I'm going to buy so much Spotted Cow and take it back home. <laughs> so I can't wait. I'm so excited. Just the talk last night on the party chat was outstanding. A couple of the guys like, oh, I can't wait for this weekend. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> so, all right. If you want to email us like all those fine folks, there's a lot of different ways you can contact us. There's a contact us section right on the PlayStation Nation website at psnation.com. Just uh, scroll down a little bit, look on the left side, you'll see all that stuff. You've got our PSN names, you've got um, our Skype name, you've got all that stuff. And uh, you can hit the contact us button right there and send us an email, or you can shoot us an email at podcast at psnation.com. Uh, also, if you want to uh, leave us a voicemail, just get on Skype and call WDT-Torgo. Uh, don't forget... Uh, to give our PS Nation Facebook page a like. We need those likes, folks. That's a big thing. Somehow, someway, that's huge. So we need the help. Uh, if you'd like to stream your podcast, go over to Stitcher.com, look us up in the video game section, or if you have advice of any kind with the app, just find us in the video game section there as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're past 18,000, yo, for the main account. Yay. Yay, it's so cool. Uh, you can find Josh at Josh. You can find our main account at PS Nation. Uh, don't forget the podcast network over at VGEVO.com, which will be represented quite heavily at, at uh, MGC this weekend. Um, 
And like I said, we got a lot of travel expenses coming up. So if you uh, are interested in buying something from one of our fine affiliates, go over to psnation.com, hit that affiliate link section, and uh, check out all the new new, uh, stores we've actually added. You might want something from one of these stores. You don't even know we have them as an affiliate. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of travel expenses coming up. Although I did rent a minivan, I didn't get a full van. But we need to have like a design contest or something, so a we can minivan. roll. Yeah, we got we got a cool minivan. Hopefully, it's better in gas than a regular van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, PS Nation rolling in the minivan. Just put nothing but a hardcore uh, rap on there. Just to have the bass pumping out of the one speaker on the dashboard. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, Josh, you got anything else? Uh, no. All right. Well, uh, I'll see everybody at MGC. If you're not coming to MGC, sorry. You will hear about it next week from the podcast, uh, which will be a recap from the show. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. I won't be able to sleep tonight. Uh, until we talk to you again very soon, get out there, play some games, have a great one, and uh, we'll see all y'all at MGC. Bye. A tired bye. Aww. Lights and through the hourglass, so go the days in Green Bay. And thus we bring you another episode of all my Packers. Gadzooks, Packer faithful. The Packers win. Oh, sure, it was close, and it was against a lousy team with a lousy record, but it's time to chalk up another one in the win column. And time to join Jim and Max for the post-game show. Oh, my, oh, my. Well, that's the dust is settled, the smoke is cleared, and it's time to hand out the various game awards on the Packer Radio Network. Game awards? That's right, uh, that's right. You know, Brent Fulton's performance today doesn't qualify him for the Packer Miller Light player of the game, but with his 35 yards rushing and 12 carries, he has earned this week's honors as the Grain Belt Light player of the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. His performance today will give you a headache. Just, Just like, like old Grain Belt. Brent, for all you do, this belt's for you. The next time you're out celebrating something extremely mediocre, or you just want to soak your problems in suds, have a belt of Grain Belt on the Packer Radio Network with a long MasterCard right. And so as the week rolls along in Packerland, we leave the grass of the practice field and join the padded chairs of the boardroom, where the Packer fortunes are debated and discussed by the Packer Executive Committee. And today, the Packer Executives are meeting with a slick-talking Big City Sharpie, all the way from Madison, who intends to upgrade the Packer image. Listen, gentlemen, the Packers' image is changing. They're going to start getting a lot of national attention one of these days. And if I may be honest with you, it would be better for the team and the state of Wisconsin if we could shed that moronic, beer-swilling, cheesehead image. Moronic? Uh, beer-swilling? Cheesehead. Uh, what's he talking about, eh? I don't know, but I think this is going to take a while. Yeah, load yeah. me up with another barley yeah, pop there, yeah, I... Gentlemen, first off, the dancing sausage on the scoreboard at halftime at County Stadium has got to go. Do we really want CBS to pick up the sound of dancing? Dance Little Bird in the background of their game coverage while people in the stands do the chicken dance? Uh, no. No, we do not. Yeah, this is a football game, not a uh, wedding. Yeah, yeah, save that, save that for the wedding. Yeah. Second, the Packer mascot, Joe Packer, the sausage maker, 
It's got to go. Uh, do you want your team identified with a big, fat, drunken, stinky guy with bad breath and crumbs in his mustache, gentlemen? Uh, no. No, you do not. Hey, there, you got another oh, one right, right there, Harry Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, cheers, there. Okay, so what I was thinking was we get a new mascot, and I kicked it around for a while, and I came up with a wolf. A timber wolf. They're indigenous to northern Wisconsin, fierce and full of fight, sleek, mean-looking, and they run in packs. Pack, wolf pack, packers, mm. pack, uh, wolf pack, wolves, no, you know. I, I don't think we can do that, eh? Yeah, no one will get that. Yeah, way too much explaining yeah, to do it, Terry. Yeah, I don't get that. Terry, if you want a pack, uh, you should make it a six-pack. Hey, hey, yeah, put it on the helmet, there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. idea. And hey, so as the packers prepare to move into the 90s, we remind you to tune in next time when we hear Packer Executive Committee members say... Do we want the six-pack logo and bottles or cans, Derry? Bottles! No, cans. They get colder faster and they don't break. Oh, yeah, that's 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 Next time on All My Packers. <laughs>